0: Well, I'm battered, I'm bruised, I've done something rather unfortunate to my coccyx, I'm slightly upset, and I'm utterly elated, I'll definitely be doing it again. Steve, hello, how are you?
1: Hey, I'm great, I, all, all good here, my larynx, coccyx, pharynx, everything's locked in, <laughs> we're good. All right. Man, this is it dude, the season
0: finale so bittersweet it's like we're here it's like the end of another season how how did the year just like fly by um what a year. Mm. yeah it, it's an episode of last you know uh but hopefully it's not gonna be the last reappearance of our special guest today oh, i like that okay i like what you did there yeah yeah joining the triple crown club that means you've been on the show three times it's a rare club We want to welcome back. I'm I'm calling her the mistress of time. Ooh. (laughs) Yes. um, Who seems to smash every movie food, like, episode length record with her every appearance. Welcome back, Kay.
2: (laughs) Hi. Thank you. (laughs) Yay. Thank you for okay. having me back for round three. I'm proud to be a member of the Triple Crown Club, and I will do my best to keep my thoughts concise starting now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's funny because we also set that as kind of a goal for ourselves as well. <laughs> yeah. um, We're yeah. going to
1: tighten up. Yeah, you know, uh, our last oh, yeah. app broke all the records with, shout out to our guy out there, the, uh, I think as you described him, the omnipotent Bill Surrey. <laughs> The Lord of Amsterdam. Yeah. Okay. Believe it or not. Yeah. They went five hours.
2: Wow. That's like, yeah. Oh my God. That's. <laughs> I'm speechless. I'm speechless. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it
0: w- I, I don't even know how that happened. It just like, we just kept on going. Uh, I mean, it was a, supposed to be like a winter episode, so, we mm. talked about our favorite winter film. So, yeah. that was actually enough for yeah. one episode. Just yeah. talking that's about, great. like, winter movies. But then, yeah, we covered three movies from uh, Joan Micklin Silver, who I'd never seen any of her films before. And it's like, what a discovery that wow. was. Don't so yeah, I
2: have heard of her.
0: Um, yeah. I, I mean, I recommended a movie to you, actually, off record, um, Chasing Delancey. I'm oh, really curious. Yeah, that That's one of her films. Um, yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, definitely check that out. Um,
1: yeah, I feel like that pod <laughs> is now like just a great resource for anyone who wants <laughs> to like delve into that world and and see, and uh, about her films. But um but yeah, this app, I think we even talked about it. We're at, unfortunately we're not trying to break a record this app. We're <laughs> actually going to kind of keep keep this one tight and mm. uh, on topic because we have quite a juicy main course feature coming
0: up later yeah for yeah. sure and then on top of that it's just also we're limited by our account to record on as well, <laughs> that's right, because yeah. bill took up so much of the time and plus we oh. did a couple of um like tests as well which also took up more time so actually oh. the max that we can really go tonight is going to be three hours <laughs> that's like okay. our max well, and then hard the episode ends it's going to be kafka-esque where it just ends mid-sentence <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> sounds good all right let's get to building this castle yeah, that's all nice. right, let's like do maybe it. Maybe too niche of a Kafka, Kafka reference, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> that is the book, though, that ends mid century I don't sentence, know why right? I thought
2: that would land. <laughs> it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it did. It totally did. <laughs> Bill and I were talking about it, how, like, certain levels of comedy, it actually requires, like, a certain type of imagination in order for you to mm. actually, like, piece the joke together. You know, that's why a lot of jokes <laughs> don't go over well on Twitter. Because, oh, you know, gotcha. they have to be more literal. They can't be figurative. People just don't have that capacity to, like, imagine, mm-hmm. you know, an image of something. Yeah, <laughs> you have to thing. see
1: the cartoon in your head. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly.
0: Right. Yeah. And it totally works.
1: <laughs> I really like the way that Kay said it. We're going to build the castle. <laughs>
3: <laughs> wah, wah, wah.
0: <laughs> like a rallying cry. Oh. <laughs> uh, well... we're definitely in the midst of the holidays Mm. so happy holidays to you kay and of course to you as well steve um can can we ask kay like what holiday do you celebrate
2: yeah um just christmas i mean this is standard (laughs) just
0: christmas no christmas is the best i mean all the rest (laughs) are jealous of us who celebrate christmas let's just admit it (laughs) They really are. (laughs) That's why they have to create their own holidays because they want their own Christmas. But no, I'm sorry. Christmas is just the best. Um, Yeah, fight me on that. Um, Uh, At Carlo Kino on Twitter. (laughs) No, I'm giving everybody my at (laughs) At Carlo Kino at Twitter. Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah. Cool. Actually, that's a funny thing, too, that we were one of the changes that we were saying we were going to do was actually like give our. Our, like all our handles our and stuff and the patreon yeah. at the beginning <laughs> instead of at the end yeah. because you know maybe most people don't find it but yeah uh we know uk through letterbox and um yeah. what is your letterbox uh, again remind us
2: it's Letterboxed forward slash fervently that's probably the easiest mm. way to find me just because i tend to change my handle a lot but right now i'm just gotcha. yeah okay
0: yeah and uh your current profile photo is that still like the model who's wearing like the pink uh what is it hijab yeah.
2: <laughs> no it's it's like a oh, what is like it a jacket yeah no it's oh like a jacket. it's not a burqa. So like no no i'll send you i'll text you a picture later but it's like a little okay jacket. i want to see hilarious. the whole
0: thing okay <laughs> why is that your picture yeah.
2: Because, so I was watching this runway show, it was like a 2021 um, fall winter runway show, and I saw that and it was just like, I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. It's just so goofy, and the model's (laughs) face is like so neutral because she has to, you know, sell it. And so it's just like this (laughs) juxtaposition of being like so goofy, but so serious at the same time. And I was like... That's Uh, probably about right for my letterbox because it's, like, definitely a 50-50 chance if I'm going to be, like, waxing poetic about, like, how I (laughs) cried myself to sleep or it'll be, like, a (laughs) one-liner. Like, you really don't know what you're going to (laughs) get.
0: I mean, talk about, like, you know having that imagination like because i can see the photo in my head even though i don't even have the tab open right now it's just like i know what that photo is as you describe it and that makes it even funnier
1: yeah i'm looking at it right now and it looks like a 12 year old kid that's wearing a costume that they have to wear but they're not happy about it you know for halloween
2: yeah, it's yeah, just such just a deadpan expression for such a funny <laughs> garment. But yeah, it's like it's like a jacket thing and then it basically like cuts off mid thigh and then yeah, she's what? just like swaddled. Yeah, it's yeah. so funny. Modern anyway.
0: fashion is just so bizarre. I mean, but I it fascinates it. me. Yeah. I, I wanna do fashion photography. Yeah. Anybody out there who has any opportunities, Ooh. give give me a chance. I wanna Ooh. I wanna do a spread. Yeah, You're gonna for sure. model for us? No, I'm going to take the photos. <laughs> I'm not going to model. Oh, come on. Yeah. You could be No. Uh I I I don't want to traumatize like generations uh of people. Yeah, that's sure. going to span like, you know, old to to young. Like wow. everybody's going to be traumatized by my modeling photos. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so and I guess I I got to ask Kay hey, like uh mm. why fervently, why is that mm. the like the kind of the URL shortcut?
2: um y- there's not really any explanation well okay i have one but it's really dumb and doesn't really explain anything anyway but i uh-huh. was playing i was playing um pokemon diamond on my on my gameboy and it was just like the username that i came up for my character i came up with for my character years and years and years ago And then i joined letterboxd and i had just been playing pokemon and i was like sure i'll just use this so it doesn't really come from anything it's just like a word that i liked but i think it kind of Uh, makes sense for letterboxd because i've hit like almost 900 films for this year so like i definitely fervently watch films (laughs) yeah
0: yeah you're sitting at 880. it's amazing inspiring
2: Uh, well some of them are shorts
0: Mm-hmm. Okay But mathematically Steve what, what is her average Like a week Oh god How many is she watching I mean It's gotta <laughs> be like At
1: least It's gotta be Four She's probably watching Forty a week <laughs> What No way
2: stats. No I think it's like Eighteen a week Eighteen Oh I have God. stats. Yeah, but I've been but, keeping a list of shorts so that I know how many mm-hmm, I've been mm-hmm. watching in comparison to features. And I just checked it the other day, and I'm about 500 features and about 300 shorts. So I'm still putting in numbers. still
0: putting. Man, it yeah, but you still have more features than shorts. That's wild.
2: <laughs> yeah, I watch a lot of movies. That's yeah, awesome.
0: Yeah, because I, I, I almost feel like people who watch, like, a lot of shorts are cheating. You know, it's just like, well, that, you know. <laughs> I've heard it, that. You're just... <laughs> juking the stats, you know, it's like <laughs> they're just boosting I mean, their numbers. Yeah, that's,
2: I, I just love shorts, though. I think shorts don't get enough cred. There's a lot of good. There are a lot of good short films out there.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I,
2: I'm here to rep shorts.
0: <laughs> right, for sure. And like when I had Fandor, um, like that was the thing I would do because, you know, they had such a huge library of short films. I would watch shorts for breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, movies for breakfast. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know, I'd be eating my, my oatmeal or my cereal, and then I'd be watching, mm-hmm. like, a short film. I'd just pick something randomly. Like, I remember I saw, like, the Safdie's early short films on Fandor, and, like, you oh, know, nice. I'd, I'd pick, like, a random Buster Keaton short. It was great. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. yeah, shorts are awesome. Yeah. I think
1: one of the last things that I watched was a Yorgos Lanthimos short.
0: Oh, really? Which one? Um Nimic? Oh yeah. So that was his last short before the movie we we're mm-hmm. gonna talk about. Uh, but, yeah. poor things. Save okay. it. Save, yeah. Save, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll 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 table that for later, yeah, for sure. Um yeah, so now it is the holidays. I would do want to ask you, Kay, what's your favorite holiday movie?
2: Oh, you're really putting me on the spot. Oh my gosh. I mean, in the no, holidays. Like, what are you what
0: do you what's like your go to? Like what what would you play right now during the holidays to get you in that mood?
2: I mean, Charlie Brown Christmas with that score. Yes. Are you kidding me? Nothing <laughs> says Christmas like the Charlie Brown Christmas music. And mm-hmm. yeah, I watch it every year. I normally save it for Christmas Day, though. And I put it on with my family while we're unwrapping presents. Um, yeah, so that's one. I love all the animated stuff like Rudolph and all of that. So yeah, I would say that those are my favorites.
0: Oh, cool. Nice. <laughs> no Die Hard for you then.
2: Oh, I'm not gonna get into that debate, <laughs> oh, <not> gonna... what?
0: <laughs> okay, all right
2: okay. i mean i I am one who thinks that it's a Christmas movie, but I feel like you were setting me up to be like, just kidding, it's not a Christmas movie.
0: No, <laughs> I no, no, Absolutely. no, it is totally a Christmas movie. I mean, uh, I think our last episode last season when we were talking about Christmas movies, um, that was the thing that we mentioned that you know it's like a tradition now here in l a where it's like um Quentin Tarantino's theater, um, the new Bev shows it on mm. Christmas Eve. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. So, and it used to be paired with The Silent Partner, but they stopped doing like mm. double features at his theater now, which sucks. Cause that was sure. like the best deal in town. It, when they first started, mm. it was eight bucks and you got to see two mm-hmm. movies for <gasps> what eight steal? bucks. Yeah, exactly. And they would both be like film prints. And sometimes mm. they would get like the actual like IB Technicolor prints, which is just wild. And then, um, and then, yeah, they stopped doing it. I guess, you know, I guess it, it wasn't good for business. And then they raised their prices to 10 bucks too. So it's now 10 for just one movie. And sometimes they do double features, like if it's, like, a, a matinee. But, mm-hmm. like, the standard... And I guess they also felt like um, the second feature was always wasted because a lot of people would leave after the first movie. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, Ooh, it's rare that they yeah. would stay mm. for both. Yeah, <laughs> so... Yeah, boo, new Bev. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't
2: go that far, but... <laughs> yeah, That kind of sounds weird. Um, But yeah, no, I... I like Die Hard. It's a respectable Christmas movie. It's not one that I... I mean, I don't watch it every year, but I would. I would watch it.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes <laughs> you need to take some Christmases off. Because, you know, it's like if you watch it every Christmas, you kind of just get sick of it. You know, right. um, yeah. yeah, for sure. But yeah, that that that's definitely tops on my holiday movie watching. How about you, Steve? Oh, you know, I love rare exports. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but that's like, w-
1: w- yeah. yeah, like every fourth Christmas, kind of a movie I can rock. Sure, the, the rare exports. W- you know, as a family, we're always watching Alf. We're, we're, mm-hmm. uh, Alf is good. Um, and we've yep. um really rediscovered um the uh the James Stewart one. Uh, oh, it's, uh, a it's a wonderful
3: life. life. <laughs> yeah, it's on TV Jinx. all the
0: time.
1: That movie yeah. is like a Jeez. perfect movie. It's so good. I cannot believe how good that movie is. Yeah,
2: I love that movie. It, it's
1: just the perfect film of like they give you, a, they introduce you to information, information, information for the first hour, and then the, the, mm-hmm. the last half hour is just paying it off, paying it off, paying it off, paying it off, mm-hmm. paying. It's like incredible.
2: Yeah, it's amazing. Like it makes me cry every time. <laughs>
0: oh yeah yeah the especially when he's running through the streets oh man oh <laughs> yeah it's just, and yeah
1: that everyone's happy for him at the end oh i
0: know oh yeah
2: uh. <laughs> it really works I'm gonna cry right now (laughs) oh no I'm not oh but let me go ahead and edit really quick aside from the Charlie Brown one which is definitely a classic I would say one that I Mm -hmm. watch every year is Black Christmas that's like my personal (gasps) oh wow love Black Christmas so that's the
1: one from like 73 or something
0: yeah I've, not I the not so. the remake right oh god <laughs> no i haven't
2: color. watched it i refuse cool. to yes. acknowledge it it doesn't exist in my reality <laughs>
0: <You're right>. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you you actually shared this with uh, another uh a former guest of ours uh jade she also loves black christmas a lot um so yeah that's awesome i i, yeah. I watched it for the first time last year but i'm just gonna say i it didn't really do anything for me, Kay. I'm sorry. I don't know. I mean you're more of a horror connoisseur than I am, so you I probably know horror. best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More um, for me
2: and Jade.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um I don't know what it is. I guess I just wanted um Yeah. Some finality. I don't know. Um, you wanted closure.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I, did. I wanted to know who the fuck Billy was. Who the fuck <laughs> is Billy? <Yeah>. Sorry, dude. <laughs> um yeah, but uh, so are you a fan of, of Black Christmas, Steve? Yeah, I, I dig
1: it. I love the cinematography. I love Olivia Hussey and the whole. Oh, yeah, that, that I love her in, too. Yeah. In the movie. Really cool to see them all doing it, having fun. Kind of like making it feel serious, even though mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a quality in the directing that feels very slasher y and very, I don't know, more genre y and less serious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um,. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just
0: a fun, you know, pre-Halloween slasher. Yeah. For there sure. Yeah. And I mean, I, I just love that the director has made, like, two Christmas classics in two different genres. So he's made a horror Christmas classic. And then he's also made one that gets played all the time, Christmas Story. Like, I can't mm. believe it's the same Bob Clark. And he also made Porkies which is just what a yeah. What a bizarre like filmography. (laughs) We love a director with range. Yeah. Yeah. Bob Clark definitely had it, man. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. So, yep. I mean, yeah. Black Christmas is not playing on TBS or, you know, no, (laughs) yeah. Regularly. Uh, that's definitely one of those, but yeah, for counter programming, you know, maybe IFC would probably show it, you know, um, uh, yeah, for Christmas. Um, Is there
1: still a Spikes guy's channel? Does
0: <laughs> yeah. Spikes still exist? I have yeah, no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I would say, though, for me, the, the holiday movie that kind of gets me in the mood are the first two Home Alone movies. Like that's. Oh, nice. really, yeah. yeah, I mean, the score, every time I hear the score of that movie, it's just, man, I, I'm in. Like, it's Christmas. Like, that's really, yeah, yeah. the holiday movie for me.
2: Love it.
0: Um, so, yeah, I guess, like, kind of, uh, we touched upon Quentin Tarantino's theater. There's a famous line that Quentin Tarantino has, and actually, Kay, I want you to complete this line for yourself. So this is the line that he says. Yeah. He says, whenever I start to get serious about a guy, or slash girl, I show them blank, so fill in the blank there, and she, he better fucking like it. So what would that movie be for you,
2: Oh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, what is
0: your litmus test movie? For?
2: I don't know. I'm notoriously bad at choosing date movies. It's like probably <laughs> part of why I'm still single. Um... <laughs>
0: oh, you just announced to everybody, by the way, our listeners, oh, that you're single.
2: <laughs> I mean...
0: um, Well, give us some examples of some of the bad movies that you picked for dates like bad date movies for you
2: (laughs) i think though i I may have even mentioned this before because i feel like i tell this story a lot now but probably the worst one of all time was like i don't even know what i was thinking like if if it happened to me i would also be like red flag but there was a date there was a date where i chose the house that jack built like what is wrong with me um
0: (laughs) (laughs) i went on a date watching that movie too and i never saw that girl again
2: Oh my god. Oh, yeah, we didn't see each other for very long after that. Um and then another one that was not my fault was uh we we were at a theater and we were like what is in the next set, right? And I was like, oh man, I'm not even going to remember this. Um now I'm forgetting. Was it like Not Nightingale? Something like that. We're like her baby and husband are, like, killed in front of her, and then she, like, seeks revenge. What is that? Oh, shit, I'm Oh, gonna, I'm wow.
0: I've never it. even heard of this movie. <laughs> is it, it
2: just came out a couple years ago. I don't know.
0: Okay. I, I should have thought of All what right. the
2: name is. No, I'll find <laughs> it. Um.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm notorious for choosing bad date movies, too. I mean, do you, do you believe, Kay, that movies in general are a bad, like, first date? Type deal because there, there's that uh, common like thing that like you shouldn't watch a, a movie on the first date.
2: Oh, I don't know.
1: It does seem like a lot of mo- like a lot of movies aren't conducive to like a date.
2: Well,
0: yeah, it's weird because it's like if it's the first time you're meeting somebody. I mean, you probably will meet them slightly before, but you're still kind of just feeling each other out, and then you sit mm. in silence for like two hours yeah you know? <laughs> and then watch this movie mm-hmm. that n- neither of you like unless like yeah. one of them who picked it um is like it's their favorite movie or something like that but for m- right. most part like for me like I- i've don- gone on a first date with somebody where we watched lady bird um mm. the greta gerwig movie and yeah you know i'd never seen it before it was a new release at that yeah. time um but, yeah, it was just, like, yeah, it was weird that, hey, hi, hi how are you at the beginning? And then you sit for two hours, and we didn't even get any snacks. So we're just, Aww. like, sitting in silence, not moving.
2: You didn't even <laughs> you know? get a chance to touch hands when getting popcorn. Oh, I
0: know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think second date is good because, yeah, I, I mm-hmm. definitely took a girl on a second date. And I guess this is my answer to that question of mm-hmm, what she mm-hmm. better fucking like it was. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> uh patterson yeah I, I that was like one of the oh. best like date movies i ever had <laughs> it was that's a good date
2: movie. Yeah. yeah it totally is
0: that. yeah because they even go on a date in the movie <laughs> and watch a Cute. movie yeah
2: um and did i say the nightingale before because that is correct it's yeah. the jennifer kent movie from 2018 the nightingale and we just saw it at random and it is like a trauma movie and then he's like <laughs> i think i'm gonna go home and i was like i think that's a good idea <laughs>
0: Yeah. did you leave with him or did you stay
2: no <laughs> no <laughs> like after the movie he was like i think i want to go home and i was like oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so you, you finished it we we watched it in dead silence
1: yeah Jeez. yeah
0: because um there's that famous like mark kermode uh story where he talks about like he he took a girl on a date to see a texas chainsaw massacre and then mm. she leaned into him like midway through the movie and was like, this is horrible. I think I'm going to leave. Oh my God. And then he was like, okay. And he just let her go. <laughs> and he stayed and finished the movie because he loved it. You
2: That's know? so funny. That would and be that, me. Yeah,
0: same. <laughs> yeah, I would be too. It's like, man, like, I mean, the, the movie that we're about to talk about, like, I feel like there's definitely certain people that would want to do that, like leave somewhere mm. in the middle and I'd be like, yeah. OK, see you later.
2: <laughs> I think I think my actual answer, like my real answer of you better like this would be Pacific Rim. Mm. I love that. Oh, movie. Shit. I think
3: it's <laughs> yeah. it's so fun.
2: It it bops so hard. And I think it's a good date movie, you know, because you can like talk a little bit through it and it's just entertaining. There's a fucking yeah. like
0: pickup line embedded in the movie. Kay, <laughs> it's like, are we drift compatible? It's just like it's right there. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty um, great. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> good call. Jeez, that's,
2: that's like a perfect
0: answer. Yeah. Yeah, and it's Thank it's you. Gonna... I
2: will sign off for the night. It's been great being here. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> uh, thanks, gang.
0: You were awesome. Oh wow, this is like the shortest movie food episode ever.
1: <laughs> broke another record. Yeah. <laughs> broke another
0: record for the shortest this time. The opposite. um Yeah, I, that actually wanted me. Uh, led me to want to segue into something else. But before we do, I need to know what Steve's answer to that oh, statement yeah. is. What is your blank, Steve?
1: Oh, God. What um, does your
0: wife need to
1: love for you to... I mean, she so doesn't like so many of the things that uh, I <laughs> like. Um, but, but you're uh,
0: together 20 years, so you have uh, the secret formula. We do. <laughs> it's me and Kay who are, like, the outliers here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah it's like...
1: Just to kind of reiterate how difficult it is to pick a date movie for valentines mm. th- for valentines you know we we tried to go out and watch a movie and man we were having such a hard time picking a movie we ended up seeing 80 <laughs> for Brady um, oh nice. shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you enjoyed that right you guys enjoyed 80 for Brady we enjoyed it oh, yeah it was a fun <laughs> date movie Good. but I, but i i wouldn't have that be my bar um sure yeah but um
2: 80 for dady <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: Yes, you are in rare form tonight. You what is are locked on? in what? The
1: joke master, well, K.
0: What you. did you take before this
2: episode? I had a large cold brew coffee.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah, actually, I- I'm drinking something right now too. Nice. Um, uh, I don't know if you know, like, a variation on coffee that's like kind of a mint mojito. Mm. Like, that's what it's kind of called. So what? they throw mint in it, and it's like super potent. It sounds
2: delicious. Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, Phil's coffee. I don't know if there's Phil's coffee out, out in Denver, but yeah, if there is, like, definitely go and order. Phil's them is Mojito. so strong, my gosh. Yeah, dude, it is. Yeah, they're they a Bay Area head off. um business, right? That's where they that. started. That's where that, that's I drink yeah. coffee
2: black over ice, so I love that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. That's, time- yeah, that's <laughs> timeless. Hardcore.
1: Yeah. Um, all right, I- I'm going Clue. Yeah.
2: Great choice. Oh, nice. Great choice. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And and you and your wife just like to share a little bit of um some kind of – Sure. Not super insider, but it's just like you guys – I know you guys as like the game night couple. You, know? <laughs> like that's, you guys are really yeah, into board games. Yeah, we do be doing that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. like I remember when we played Apples to Apples for the first time, like you two were like basically orchestrating everybody. Okay, here's what we're going to do. This is the teams. Aww. You two. <laughs> it's like it's <laughs> incredible. Like you guys are just like – nailed that shit i love that that's right yeah we're a team there's no doubt (laughs) for sure yeah good team yeah thank you for sure yeah all right so yeah okay awesome clue which is like i think yeah it's funny now that we both mentioned it steve that was our our episode where we had our first like personal picks i picked patterson and you picked clue and that's Mm -hmm. (laughs) we've gone full circle full circle awesome well okay okay so you mentioned uh, Pacific Rim I gotta ask you did you see Godzilla minus one
2: yeah that movie rips dude I love <laughs> I love it oh, it's so good <laughs> I wanna go see it again <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you should see it in 4DX. If you have, oh, like, a 4DX theater in Denver, I go do. see it in 4DX. Oh,
2: my God. I made the mistake of seeing Fast 10 with my friends in 4DX. And, like, <laughs> oh, my God. It was crazy. But I, w- I would go back for Godzilla. Yeah.
0: Sweet. Yeah, it's so worth it. And, like, something new that they started doing at my local 4DX theater is that even the trailers had 4DX yeah, on them. isn't that Like, insane? I was watching that, that duck duck movie what is it migration (laughs) i was laughing my ass off during the trailer because it was just like oh we're flying now we're We're like tilting to the side that's (laughs) so funny okay yeah i'm
2: gonna take your advice i love that idea yeah
0: definitely go see it it yeah it's incredible because you know i mean there's, there's definitely those long stretches of just like no godzilla and dramatic sequences but even that it's like you know, it, it forces you to lean in mm-hmm. <laughs> in the dramatic parts. And that is so funny to me. That's right. It's like, yeah, you're not interested enough. Let let us force God. you closer to the screen. That's so
2: funny.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait to see it. I can't, yeah. Oh, you, so I haven't, I haven't seen it. Seen it. it okay, yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to look for a 4DX uh,
0: theater out around here. Yeah, yeah. you should. You got yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, even if it... You got to drive to, uh, uh, like, Charlotte or something. Nashville. It's worth it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nashville. Oh, man. Yeah, cross state lines. Um, But, yeah, like, uh, I, I would say Godzilla minus one is, I mean, we'll, we'll get into more detail in our year-end episode. But I had basically a five-star experience oh, of what I would say is a three-star movie. Amazing. <laughs> That'll do. Yeah, yeah, but it was just... Yeah, the the 4DX and there were other things that happened. Where actually at the end of the movie, I basically said like, "Where's the cameras?" Like I just really felt like I was I was being pranked. Yeah, like something was going on at that screening. And then obviously I was like baked out of my head too. Sure. So that helped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was laughing unnecessarily at certain scenes. But oh my uh...
2: <laughs> gosh, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take like two edibles and see it in 4DX. Yes, and just laugh until I cry. That sounds amazing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I I guess this is another interesting topic to to approach. So, Kate, do you normally just go and watch movies alone?
2: Oh yeah, I mean it's it's more rare that I watch movies with other people. I would say like ninety nine point yeah. nine percent of what I watch is by myself. I love going to movies.
0: <laughs> yeah, same thing. I mean, you know, because it's just like coordinating with somebody. Mm to go to this thing and then I also like (laughs) so I I used to go with a lot of friends in New York um you know so because it's easy you know everybody just meets at a central point you know we all take the subway so it's not like you have to drive and find parking Mm -hmm. um but yeah it just eventually took a toll on me because it's like I had a friend um he doesn't listen to this podcast so I can I can drag him him. (laughs) (laughs) yeah he won't know yeah no he like really got like jaded with movies, but he was still like forcing himself to watch movies, which I just didn't get. I was just like, dude, you just should quit. Like just stop watching movies if if it's like a chore for you to sit through something. So that's what he would do. He would just like go to movies with me, and I I could feel his like mm-hmm. his kind of uh restlessness mm-hmm. like during the screening. Like he, you know, he fidgets in his seat. Um and then yeah, eventually he just gets up and leaves. And then I just have to find him. <laughs> after the movie and it's just like, why did we even like come to this? And you know, that affected how I I experienced the movies Mm -hmm. too, because of, you know, it's a, yeah, it was like a trickle down effect. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, like uh, a a coworker actually asked me that recently. It's like, Oh dude, when did you like start, you know, being comfortable watching movies alone? And I was just like, as soon as I could, you know, (laughs) when my mom started leaving me at the movie theater, you know, (laughs) as my babysitter, yeah, I would just like stay all day. And, like hop from one screen to another and watch movies all day That's awesome. it was the best yeah yeah it's just like
2: my favorite thing to do i don't know i live most of my life by myself though like i go to dinner by myself i go to shows by myself so like i'm just very happy and comfortable being by myself so it's mm. i don't even think about it like it doesn't even occur to me to feel weird mm. about going by myself
0: right do you ever get like approached by strangers like asking you questions like, Hey, are you okay? or <laughs>
2: No, but <laughs> one you time know, it's
0: like they're projecting on you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, not ever at movies or anything, but there was one time that I went um I went to dinner by myself and I brought just like a little like tiny pocket notebook and I was just like writing down some little things, just having a nice time. But uh, one of the tables near me from their angle it must have looked like I was just sitting with my head down and so the server came over and he's like hey that couple they they just recognized that like you might have been stood up so they want to cover your meal this evening and I was like I'm fine wow. but like if they want to pay for my food that's <laughs> wow. okay they thought that I'd been stood up on a date and I was like sitting there crying and I was like no I'm just del- enjoying this delicious pasta and like writing some things down <laughs> but yeah that was wow. funny.
0: <laughs> that's incredible I mean you know that seems like a scene out of a movie
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was funny in the moment it was like very startling I was like is that how I look do I just look so sad from the outside?" Yeah. just having a very nice time um but no that's the only time I've experienced anything like that mostly I just am left alone which makes me happy
0: <laughs> okay that's good uh I mean you know uh I would imagine, like, even at a screening, somebody would, like, talk to you afterwards or something that, you know, they would just see that you're alone and, like, ask you, oh, what do you think of the movie? Did that, does that ever happen
2: to you? Not really. No.
0: <laughs> you must be, like, I don't know, because I've never met you and I've I've seen you on YouTube, obviously, mm-hmm. and, like, sometimes when you use your real photo on Letterboxd. Yeah. But... Would you say, like, people have given you that impression that they're kind of like intimidated by you? Is that like uh, a thing? I don't know. I
2: don't, I don't, uh, I don't know. I think that's like a hard thing to say about yourself. I mean, like, do you think that you intimidate people? Like, I don't know how to answer that oh, yeah. question. Oh, for sure.
0: No, but also that that's also partly intentional, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, I, uh, yeah, it's like, I, I don't know why people find me approachable. I I mean, some people have said that to me that it's like, "Oh, you kind of look like a priest," so that's why people (laughs) like feel like they can confide in me. That's great. Yeah.
2: Um. No, I don't know. It's but yeah,
0: I try to be as unapproachable as possible. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Um,
0: Um. Yeah, I'm always like scowling. You know?
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like if I want to talk to people, I'll, like, make myself available. I'll, like, stand around or, like, sit at a bar or something. But mostly I just, like, sure. watch the movie and then go home. So it's not a big deal.
0: hmm and, like, uh, yeah, this is something I'm curious to when you're saying you're writing in your notebook. Like, do you write in your notebook as you're watching a movie or do you wait until the movie's over until you start writing, like, your thoughts? Oh, and stuff? no,
2: that notebook situation was just when I, like, went out to dinner and I just, like, felt like doing a bit of journaling. So I just, like, took myself out to dinner and was writing. Um, but, no, I mean, I sometimes take notes during movies. I actually took some notes for poor things, but it was on the second Same. watch and it was um, just, like,
0: what? You've seen it twice already? Yeah. How did you I see it, it twice? twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, did you stay for the next screening? No, or Like, I, did you... I
2: saw, like, I guess it would... I don't know if it would be, like, an advanced screening, but I saw it Wednesday night at, like, midnight, and then okay. I saw it Thursday evening. So I saw it twice.
0: Wow. Twice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll get into <laughs> it. Why <laughs> that happened. Yeah. <laughs> it ended up being twice. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Awesome. Um. Yeah. So... Uh, so you keep a notebook and um uh yeah i mean yeah for me too like uh, actually this is something that's a a new transition for us here on movie food is that um i actually i'm transitioning out of like doing digital notes Mm. like i used to just like have all my notes for every episode in the notes app and this one is actually a hybrid so like all the stuff for the appetizers are still in my digital (laughs) notes but um the stuff about poor things is actually going to be in my notebook um so yeah this is going to be interesting i'll be like flipping through pages (laughs) that's where we're we're talking um because yeah it's not in any order it's basically how Mm -hmm. the thoughts came to me as i was watching it um stream of carlo (laughs) yeah exactly i and i am curious case what is like what do you do you write like shorthand or is it like you're writing full like thoughts and sentences um, as you're watching something no it'll be like (laughs)
2: single words or like if it's like a wow. short quote or something, where it'll be like, "Oh, that's good," or like, "Oh, I really, really hate mm. that." Um, <laughs> I'll make a note about it. Um, so yeah, it'll <laughs> it'll normally yeah. just be like a word or two, where it'll be like, it'll be like, "Cool set design," or like, "Nice costume," or like, "Yellow dress." <laughs> uh, and then later I'll be like, "Oh yeah, that yellow dress was really gorgeous." Um, so yeah, it's not like mm-hmm. it's not like the way he articulated that. You know, like it's nothing like. <laughs> Yeah,
0: for sure. I'm still yeah. there to watch that. That's a like movie. my notes. That, that, that's my style. <laughs> Yeah, I th- I think I'm I'm more your style too, Steve. Like I I write full sentences oh. and it's just yeah. very articulate, very yeah, the whole deal. I yeah. need the whole thought. Mm. I mean, even though I will rephrase it again, like I still need like the full thing. Like I mean, maybe sometimes it might be just a prompt, mm-hmm. but yeah, for the most part, I and yeah, you know, writing in the dark. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> that's the other thing about it. Is just like, oh, what did I write? And I, I, you know how you you can potentially write on the same page. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, two sets of thoughts on top of each other. <laughs> yeah, the just, overlap. Man. You got to watch yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, um, yeah, so we've kind of established, Kay, that your only, like, internet presence is Letterboxd. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... It's... I'm an
2: internet nomad. <laughs>
0: but did you have, like, social media accounts before and then you kind of purged it? Yeah. And then just limited yourself well, to Letterbox? Is that what happened? Right.
2: I've never had a Twitter... Um, I had an Instagram for a little under a year, maybe. Um, Mm. but I, I was on Instagram like before stories, like that's how long ago it was. Same. Um, and then, you know, I had a, I had a MySpace. Uh, back in the day, a little throwback. <laughs> yeah. um, I, had a, well, I, I had a Facebook and all of that. But yeah, I just, um, it was just one of those things where the, I, it was literally, I woke up one day and was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I rolled over in bed and the first thing I did was open social media and I was like, I think I hate my life. And like in that moment, I just deleted wow. everything. <laughs> and I never looked back. Amazing. <laughs> cool. I must have had like a weird dream or something.
0: <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah, and you just don't remember to dream, but you remember to feel. Yeah, I
2: woke up and I was just like I don't want to do this anymore. I was, I think I realized that mm. like I was more of like a tool for it than it was a tool for me, and then I was like what sure. am I even yeah. doing?
0: <laughs> of course. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, I mean, I've texted both of you like in separate threads, but like that's kind of what's happened to me recently. Mm. Like I've just like completely reduced my internet usage. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, life has just gotten so much better,
2: especially around like election time. Like, I don't have to think about it.
0: (laughs) Oh, yes, exactly. Oh, man, that cycle is just, yeah, it's tiresome. Mm um and yeah for me it's like my memory started improving again like because i'm I'm not relying on the google brain (laughs) (laughs) so it's like man and then yeah i've just been taking copious amounts of notes and you probably know this k that i've been posting a lot of reviews recently like (laughs) that's been a thing i've been on a roll and it's crazy because you know since i don't pay for letterbox Mm -hmm. you know how it uh it will only temporarily save your drafts so What I do is I actually publish the draft and I'm editing it in real time. Like as it's like everybody can see it. Like I continuously like refine it until like I'm satisfied. I do
2: that with almost every review I do too. It's like if I post something, everybody should wait like an hour and then they'll get the real one. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Okay. I feel like I need that disclaimer on my profile. Right. You know, it's like this this review is not complete. Yeah. You know, it's still going through the editor-in-chief. <laughs> like, it's,
2: There's just something about like the little dialogue box where like I just can't like read it, right? And then as soon as I post it and it's in that other format, I'm like, oh, I'm reading it for the first time. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with my brain, but like I have to do with that. Way.
0: yeah it's the same with me too it's just like yeah it, it's totally different uh I don't know if you're you have like your um what is it like the nighttime mode or whatever mm-hmm. on the app um so everything is a lot darker but yeah when you're doing the box it's like this light blue yeah. box right mm-hmm. and then when it's on the review for me it's like a black screen mm-hmm. with like kind of a shade of blue I'm not quite sure what color letterbox uses mm-hmm. for the letters um uh, but yeah, it's the same thing. It's like, oh, wow, I'm like reading the review as like not me. Yeah. You know? What did I just write? Okay, okay, yeah, I got to fix that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like sometimes, yes, yeah, some of my reviews I've deleted completely because I was like, man, that was shit. Me, that's like, me. You know, yeah. <laughs> what review? Uh, actually, you know what? I remember a review that you wrote that was like very uncharacteristic of you. And I was like, "What?" And then I I can't find it anymore. And I don't Aww. even remember what the movie was, but I remember the review. Like being a bitch? <laughs> like... to... <laughs> no, I I wouldn't say that. I mean, uh, well, are you a bitch? No. I mean, <laughs> I
2: <was a>
0: <laughs> who's asking? Yeah, no. So, yeah, the the uncharacteristic part was it wasn't uh, it was more like kind of a a snarky comment oh, than yeah. uh than a, actual like insight or um mm-hmm. uh like something where you paint a picture so um yeah it was like something like this is the film equivalent of like drawing a dick on someone's face oh, no
2: i didn't delete that oh. that's still up that's my thanks killing review and it's still gaining likes <laughs> eventually it's gonna end up on my profile as a top rated review and i'm gonna laugh <laughs>
3: Wow, yeah. cool. That
2: movie is the film equivalent of drawing a, sharp, a dick on somebody's face with a sharpie <laughs> while they're asleep. It's just, like, so stupid. <laughs> Thanks, Killer. Oh, my
0: God. I mean, yeah, you can just tell from the title. That's kind of, like, a weird arbitrary rule that I have for myself that most movies can't survive their titles. Like, if it has a bad title, it's usually going to be a bad movie. True. Like, it's rare that you can have, like, a bad title and be like, oh, okay, that one actually... Uh, it was actually very good uh-huh. you know? yeah 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 i, I can only th- i mean that's another film list in itself you know bad title movies that are actually good
2: Could go on forever
0: mm-hmm. but yeah it, it's just fascinating that um yeah there's there's reviews like that and then you know you have the option to pin a review and i'm curious like because you've had the same pinned review for a long time right <laughs> yeah. it's this one about beans
2: life's a bean and then you die <laughs> That's why we got high because you never know when you're gonna go. Sorry, <laughs>
0: <laughs> keep going. Yeah, no, keep it up. Yeah, no, well, what's, not, what's the next no, line? No, I'm not,
2: I'm not so, sorry, I'm not gonna rap Jay Z right now, actually. <laughs> Maybe next isn't time, isn't it Nas though? That, oh, no, shit. You're oh my the god, I, that's yeah, so it's embarrassing. Nas. <laughs> yeah, no, it's Nas. It's Nas. Can we edit that, Steve? Just kidding. No, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you don't have to edit it. No, but it was Nas.
0: Yeah, she just said Nas. So, yeah, you can just wow. like cut and paste that Nas part um, over the Jay Z. No, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> and it sounds weird. I'm
2: only human. Yeah. Um, no, I've been thinking yeah, about Jay Z. A, a human being. A human being, exactly. Yeah, you're a
0: human being. Um, <laughs> real human being.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that I just thought was funny. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't have any real explanation for it. I was just like, if there's <laughs> one review that I think I can describe myself best with, it's this one. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So it wouldn't be like the, um, yeah, like your most liked review that's actually like a full, properly, like fleshed out review. What Um, is that movie, by the way? That has the most likes in on Letterboxd. For past you. Lives? Yeah, that's Is the one that books? has
2: the most likes. I don't really like that review very much, though, to be honest. Mm. I wrote it when I was like, it was the middle of the night and I'd just seen the opening screening with like the director Q&A and I was like crying and I was in the lobby like, Ugh! Um but you know, people connected with oh. it. So there's that
1: the one for charlatan is good it's got 36 <laughs> likes shout out to the prop team for making like 10,000 pee jars
2: have you guys seen that movie? there's literally so many pee no. jars there's a, scene, there's a scene where there's like a line of 100 people standing outside of his doctor's office and they all have jars Dude. of pee and I just remember looking at that and being Hell like yeah. the prop team had to make a pee jar for each one of them to hold in addition to all of the pee jars in his office and I was like how many pee jars were on sets and how much of the pee was real <laughs>
0: oh man you're making me want to pee right now no we will have to take a break in a bit <laughs>
2: <laughs> um but i used to have a review uh of werner herzog's uh the the edge of the world the edge of Blah Blah, blah so the edge of something i think it's the edge of the world um i forget the name of the film but yeah i used is
0: that to- the one that I saw Telluride. Is that the one? Um,
2: I don't know. Um, uh, But yeah, continue. Yeah, Um, so that one was like a more like full bodied review and everything. But I don't know. I think I just kind of got to the point where I recognized that I was in a little bit of a transition with what kind of writing I wanted to do. And so I still feel like uh those words are like true to me, of course, but I just feel Mm -hmm. like... Maybe something a little bit uh, quippier is is more fun to have on my front page, anyway.
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah. Of course. Well, yeah, that's actually a perfect transition mm. <laughs> oh. from uh, yeah, because we're we're focusing on yeah, a lot of my questions are along the lines of letterbox. Um, yeah, I am curious so. What is, like, your your critical, like, framework that you approach movies with, um, aside from the quippy stuff? But, like, you know, when you're writing something that's a little more, like, fleshed out and, like, mm-hmm. insightful, like, you, you seem to have, like, a critical framework, and I'm curious what that is.
2: Oh, uh, well, thank you for saying that. Um, I don't know. I think it's very much, like, I'm just kind of led by my instinct and how i feel like i'm not gonna write something unless i feel like i really have something to say and sometimes Mm -hmm. it ends up being a lot more than i thought i was going to say like sometimes it'll just be i'll I'll be watching the film and a line or two will kind of repeat in my head like not from the film but just something that i want to say about it and then by time i go to write i'm like oh here's like four paragraphs about this movie whoops um but i would say in the sense of like how I how I approach films from like a critical standpoint is definitely um, different than if I'm just casually watching something. Because um, I do like a little bit of screening for some festivals, and so they have like their grading systems. So sometimes I'll apply elements of that, where it's like, you know, how how much is this film functioning the way that the filmmaker set out to, to for it to be like? Is it is it uh what's the word I'm looking for like? oh god (laughs) so spacing like like is it kind of meeting its intention as a film like is it boring Mm. do i feel like it's special is it like one of the best things i've ever seen you know what i mean like so i kind of i guess i think about that sort of stuff but I don't know does that answer your question maybe I'm misunderstanding
0: uh no I I was just wondering I mean you know it was great to hear your answer um (laughs) you know it's a a nice offshoot to to that question but I guess I was more wondering uh it's like do you have like say you know because my background is in literature so in literature we have like these critical frameworks that we applied to criticism which is like you know you can approach it like uh, in a postmodern way or oh. um, you can take like a, a new historicist approach or like um, uh, what's the one that's like it involves semiology I guess like semiotics like that kind of thing hmm. so I, I feel like you do have some sort of formal kind of framework that you approach like your reviews the, the ones that are longer hmm. uh, the long form reviews like uh, but I it seems like you're not aware of it, like I never thought <laughs> it's just about something it. that. Co- okay, interesting. All right, <laughs> have to tell yeah, me. but yeah, I, yeah, it's weird. It's like I, I feel like I'm I'm basically a critic, like uh, telling an artist what their work is about. <laughs> like, you
2: know? No, it's I mean, weird. like I said, I just approach it with like my own instinct. Like I don't okay. really think about it that cool. way
0: wow okay so you don't even think about like your own biases and stuff like that like, I mean that's... I think
2: about that like I, I definitely understand that like I have a more critical perspective like of how women are treated in films and things like that so like I bring that sort of bias in um mm. mm-hmm. but I don't really know that I have much else that I really look for or think about
0: yeah so you don't mm-hmm. consider yourself to be a feminist uh like uh, a <laughs> critic <laughs> uh reviewer I mean, of movies I,
2: but i think i am <laughs> okay so
0: there you go so you do have that framework then yeah oh
2: okay well if that's if that counts <laughs> yeah. i wasn't sure because i feel like that's just like a facet of it not because it's not everything is just like you know it's something that i always consider but it's not like i'm going into like
3: mm.
2: you know i i i guess i guess so i never really thought about it that way though
0: mm-hmm Interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess that that leads me to the next question regarding how women are portrayed in movies. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Terrence Malick's women, like mm-hmm. the way he portrays women in his movies?
2: Uh, I'm I'm trying to think of what he's done.
0: <laughs> are you kidding me? You don't no, know who Terrence Malick? No, is? <laughs> I know who he
2: is. I know who he is. I'm just trying to remember but, what movies uh, he's done. <laughs> okay, he's done *Tree of Life*. He's done. um. Song Thin the Song,
0: Night of Cups. Yeah, Thin yeah, Red Line, Days I think of I Heaven, I honestly just Bad haven't
2: seen a lot of his stuff. I, I think I've only seen Tree of Life and Thin Red Line. I, I'm kind of a Malick oh, noob. wow. Yeah. Oh, and I've seen Voyage of Time. So, yeah, I've only seen three of his films. Wow. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, because
0: it's like there's so many different eras within, mm. like, that career. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he hasn't made that many movies, but... Man, yeah, that, that phase of, like, Tree of Life to Song to Song is, like, my favorite part of his career. And a lot of people hate it. They're, like, you know, because he's just, like, delving into abstraction. And, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but, yeah, like, <laughs> my review of Song to Song, the one, my recent rewatch of it, like, I, it's one of the proudest reviews I've ever written. Like, I just, like, I shared that with people, you know, because it was just, like, man, mm. like, I really th- felt like I outdid myself with that review. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like that. That film just had quite an effect with me. But yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of people have issues with with how he portrays women mm-hmm. in his movies, especially in that um, that stretch of of Tree of Life. Because even you know, in you've seen Tree of Life with uh, with Jessica Chastain as the mom.
2: Yeah, not for a long time though.
0: Oh okay, yeah. I mean, how old were you when that came out? It was just like. <laughs> 2011
2: (laughs) yeah i mean i probably saw it close to when it came out i definitely haven't seen it since i've been on letterboxd because i don't have a log date for Mm -hmm. it so it's been like eight or nine years so i i don't really feel like i could comment on it but i'll watch song to song and maybe next time
0: (laughs) yeah i mean i think you have to lead up to song to song though Mm -hmm. it's like you gotta watch them in chronological order so tree of life the the next movie is um uh to the wonder Mm -hmm. which is probably the most hated of the four or no maybe no sorry song to song is probably hated even more actually <laughs> uh, um but then yeah night of cups which is the one that like turned me on him where i was just like damn like he's really doing something incredible here and mm. um yeah i mean if anything like you can appreciate these movies for just how beautiful they are just like it, the cinematography in it is incredible like they mm. they gave emmanuel labeski the uh the oscar for the wrong movies those years that he won <laughs> It should have been for the Terrence Malick movies, not for Gravity and uh, what was the other one, Revenant. Mm. You know? Yeah, and Birdman, like uh, yeah, what a <laughs> those time. movies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we're we're gonna put a pin on that then. Like okay. we'll come back to the Terrence Malick stuff. Maybe yeah, we can do like that that just that little chunk, that little era. Sure. Yeah. Of, uh, mm. Yeah.
2: Okay. I could use an excuse to go through his stuff.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um. All right, so a couple more letterbox questions and okay. then uh, we can... <laughs> well, this should have been the appetite section, but we are we kind of pushed it <laughs> back a little bit. Because, you yeah, know, you're special, case. So we have questions for you.
2: Stop it some more. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, so since letterbox is your only kind of, I guess, online presence, are mm-hmm. you, like, aware of, like, the, the subcultural stuff that's going on on letterbox? Like, you know, I guess the groups, like... And all the, like, memes that come from Letterboxd, is that something that's on your radar?
2: The groups? I guess not.
0: Well, you know, there's, like, the the people who are the most popular reviewers and stuff. Oh, I and never then, you know, cared about like that.
2: They, I don't know who the most popular is.
0: <laughs> yeah, they have, like, their orbiters of people who comment on the reviews all mm-hmm. the time and shit. Um, but, no, the, the reason why I ask is because I wanted to ask you if you're aware of, of vegan alerts.
2: Yeah, because there is that one reviewer Allison and I followed her for a little while and she always does the vegan alerts. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, aware.
0: so you don't follow her anymore? No. You unfollowed her?
2: I, oh gosh, don't say it like that. Um but <laughs> but you're right, I did. Um yeah, it was just kind of like I I was following her because I was interested in in some of the stuff that she was watching and she had some interesting reviews and then I think I just kind of was like not getting that same kind of stretch of content i guess and and i don't know maybe that's not very fair but i was just like i don't have any personal attachment to this person so maybe i'll maybe i'll follow them again some other time I, i don't know
0: Oh yeah, and speaking of unfollowing, by the way, like since I've been on this role with with reviews, like I've been losing followers. <laughs> it's like oh, the funny. the people read the reviews and they're like, "Nope, I don't like this guy. I don't like his opinion." I don't follow you to so, listen
2: to you. I don't want to hear what you're saying. Yeah, want to say. exactly. <laughs> yeah,
0: I liked you better when you just liked movies or rated them five stars and didn't say anything. You know, <laughs> like yeah, that that's what that's people so bizarre. like. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's what's happening. Like I'm. Uh, and the thing is, like you know, I'm I'm kind of a vindictive bitch. So <laughs> when I find out that somebody unfollowed me, I block them oh so they can't god. follow me again. Yeah, I'm wow. I'm that vindictive about One that shit. One chance
2: and you're I... out. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah. Do you get a
1: like? How do you find out that you got unfollowed? Like, yeah. so you like know a... how?
0: So there's a feed on Letterboxd, right? So you get an update of like people who are like you know um who you follow and like you know what their ratings are and their reviews are. So I'll click on that, you know, and then um, uh, I'll see the review. And then, like, I was like, oh, who is this person? You know, like, you know, because I I don't know everybody that I follow. Like, you know, I follow like 300 people on there. Right. So so I click on their profile and then I see that I'm the only one following them and they don't follow me back. Block. Like, that's just it. Like, it's like, fuck you for, like, you know, unfollowing me. Because, like, usually it's a dude, by the way. So these dudes, like, follow me randomly. And, like, I'm like. I don't give a shit. You don't even have a nice profile pic, so I'm deleting you. Like, <laughs> fuck you. You know? Uh, <laughs> um, but brutal, yeah, that's how dude. vindictive I am. Wow. Like, yeah. Yeah, but it's funny. If, if a girl does it, I don't take it personally. <laughs> it's just like, okay, that's fair. Wow. <laughs> and I just like unfollow them. But if it's a dude, I block you. Like, you know, fuck you. It's like, you know, um wow. I don't give a shit who you are. That's yeah.
2: so funny. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, yeah. So and, and yeah, some people like I actually like it's funny, like we started following each other because um you we we would attend the same screenings but we never mm. talked. Like it was just like, Oh shit, you went to that screening too? So, you know, it's like we'd mentioned that in the comments and it's like, oh, yeah, how was that crowd and blah, blah, blah. You know, we just talk about that. Um, but, yeah, some people did that eventually. I guess one guy, because it was like we were seeing the same movies in New York mm-hmm. and then he probably found out that I moved to California. It's like, <laughs> oh, I can't follow this guy anymore. And I was like, OK, block. Insta block. So <laughs> well, hey, yeah. I-, I just got to say, I support your anger on Letterboxd. <laughs> my petty like passive aggressive anger
1: has been a big theme (laughs) for season two of it has been
0: and summer of anger steve
1: the summer was oh man it was amazing but Mm. uh, you know as far as you know where to place that anger in a safe fun (laughs) environment where no one actually gets hurt yeah mosh pits and letterbox is kind of
0: two good options so yeah i support letterboxd
2: is in his hater era <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think i am too because we're, we're becoming grumpy old men you know we're approaching middle age Ooh, dude so it's, it's like, the <laughs> best it is it totally is like you just have,
1: i've been so nice for so long you guys I know, dude. <laughs> it's
0: driving <laughs> You're so me so nice <laughs> yeah it's time for the mean steve to come around man and i hope it like filters through on the show like next year (laughs) i want you to be mean like especially because there's a lot of 1984 movies that i love and if you fucking hate it just say it dude like you know (sighs) yeah go off steve yeah you have like the green light to just oh baby i love it
1: okay here we go
0: (laughs) yeah um. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, I'm 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 working on it. Like you know, I've I've had anger issues in the past. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> it's one of those things where I realize, like you know, you're not supposed to bottle it in mm-hmm. either because no. mm-hmm. that's also bad. It's like you gotta kind of find a way to like make it vaporize into the ether. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, and that's what I've been working on. Like I realize actually, even just looking up sometimes helps. <laughs> I like, totally. There's, there's something looking about up looking helps.
2: up, it's like to the sky.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like that already <laughs> helps. Like, yeah, in terms, of, it really does, Kay. Like, there's an actual like theory about it. I, yeah, I I've learned about it. About um, it. Um, That's so funny. Yeah, we, try it next time. If if something pisses you off, sky. Kay, just like look up. Yeah, well, look yeah. up to the sky. Yeah,
1: because because if you look down, it, it just kind of figuratively like you're keeping the energy it, oh. with it down and within. Oh. within, it,
0: within
1: it, you. You look. You, you look up. There's a natural just opening. You know. Oh, there's yeah, a relief.
0: Yeah. summer of anger expert God. professor hey. Steve <laughs>
2: Steve's got it he knows what's going on
0: yeah dude when it gets hot it gets oh, hot man. summer of anger yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um. so yeah I, I don't really want to address it directly but you know you obviously K have, have written certain oh, reviews yeah. that have had controversies let's on get the box God. yeah let's get into this yeah
2: I'm getting into my hater era. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
0: Hell yeah, dude. (laughs) Um, So you have fans, and you also (laughs) have haters. How often does that happen that, like, people react uh, violently to your to your reviews?
2: I mean, I think I'm a sweet peach. It doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Um, okay. I've, I've been recently more uh, kind of... Okay, so I think for a long time I was hesitant to be um, open about films that I didn't like or about, like, controversial takes or, like, hot takes because... I didn't want to offend anybody, but I was also just, like, nervous about, like, what if I'm wrong, and I say some dumb shit, and people just tear me to shreds, but then I was like, I'm gonna do it anyway, um, and so, (laughs) and so I've been just practicing, um, yeah, just being, like, very candid with how I feel about things, and so, yeah, it's, it's been getting me some, uh, some you know heated conversations not heated and like aggressive sure. but like more um engaged conversation Spirited, I would say Spirited is a good yeah one. the word Tease I use season yeah. um yeah for this you know the spirit of of combat <laughs> 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 um no but I, sure. I've just been more kind of willing to be to be open and honest with that part of of my um perspective and you know I think it's been really good for me because then I'm able to be I'm able to trust myself a little bit more. And uh, I think it's helped me to grow. So, yeah, I think for a long time I was very conscious about not being controversial. And so it's been something Mm -hmm. where, like, these conversations have been happening more over the past year. Um, And, yeah, I mean, I don't have any problem with it. I feel like it's made me... um, a stronger person because I have to like really sure you know if you're gonna say something spicy you need to be able to back it up and um, mm. it's kind of made absolutely. me absolutely yeah and so I feel like it's made me a better watcher and reviewer and thinker mm. because I really have to be like you know why do I dislike this um, yeah so yeah I don't know yeah you <laughs> have right.
1: to be like precise with the hit
0: I gotcha right yeah yeah, yeah. there you go <laughs> yeah, and yeah, just having the, the thing to back it up—that's really important. You know, it's like you're you're already per- stealing yourself um, right. for the reactions, so you know you're you're able to deflect and yeah. you know um and- or do battle directly if you want to. <laughs> yeah.
2: And also just like understanding that like. At the end of the day it's a piece of art and there's no like Mm. wrong way to look at it and so if i feel strongly about something it's better for me to just like say that and get it out there because maybe other people would agree rather than being like i'm not understanding this art it's like i'm not misunderstanding it i'm just understanding it a different way and Mm -hmm. so i don't even really Mm -hmm. see it as like trying to like take down certain films or whatever it's just how i see it so yeah
0: right yeah it it makes me think of that theory of like uh something that's ontological and deontological i'm getting a little technical here but you know it's like when you uh i i don't know if either of you know the distinction between the two educate me yeah silence uh okay so (laughs) um yeah it's uh um it's it's basically just like telling the truth uh when you're you're being ontological it's like um Well, I might mix them up as well, but one of them is basically uh, you tell the truth regardless of the consequences. So Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, it can hurt people's feelings or any that's Mm -hmm. one way of telling the truth. Mm -hmm. The other way is basically telling the truth, but being considerate of other people, Uh. you know, and, you know, there's a lot of like implications with that in terms of. Well, yeah, if you're just writing film reviews, like, why should you care really right. if it, it hurts people's feelings? Unless, like, you're you're posting, like, deliberately, like, offensive shit, you know? It's, like, it, it shouldn't matter. Like, that's your opinion of that piece. Right. And that's the other thing that I don't get with some of the, the reactions to your stuff is just, like, why are they trying to change your mind? <laughs> it's, like, you know, uh, like it's it's not gonna work. you can write like fucking paragraphs of this shit mm-hmm. of like an impassioned defense of why Kay should like this movie mm-hmm. but it's not gonna work. I know it's not because it's just like it, what are they expecting that <laughs> like you're just gonna suddenly like oh yeah, some fair points there I'll I'll definitely like reconsider and rewatch <laughs> it because of the of the yeah. the essay that you just posted <laughs> in my yeah. comments.
1: It definitely s- seemed like people were trying to convince you that the killer is good.
0: I
2: didn't want to mention it And Steve uh,
0: brought it up Okay steve walking
2: into the flames um (laughs) no i mean i will say though like i'm always open to hearing what people have to say if they disagree with me because it's like i never want to be somebody who like people are scared to disagree with and Mm -hmm. i also am always open to the idea that i might be wrong about something like i'm just a human being you know and so if somebody comes in and they're like hey actually (laughs) yeah human being they're like hey you know actually you know the the director's intention was this yada yada you know whatever like i don't have a problem with that but it's like if people yeah. are like emotional and they're like you hate this movie so you hate me it's like okay calm down <laughs> but if somebody's yeah, just exactly. like you know did you think about it this way i'm open to that totally. because it's like i want to be open because then on the other side i want the other person to be open if i'm trying to explain mm-hmm. why i liked something to them so i i don't know like sure. i'm yeah. not perfect but i try
0: <laughs> yeah and i believe you're, you're you're being very generous because other people wouldn't give other people that, you know, that leeway. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think they'd just be like, "No, <laughs> no, yeah, uh, yeah." At least you're open. Have you, you seen know, to to these
1: people? people? They're yeah. terrible.
0: Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's the internet, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, even mm-hmm. though it, it is tucked away in Letterbox, it's still like the the creeps, uh, you know, are still yeah. there. <laughs> like. Well. You know, you can't get away from it. Yeah, and I mean, it's just... I, I, I've ranted about this several times on the podcast about just, like, how the most popular reviews are usually the worst reviews on, on Letterboxd, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. It's just, um, yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's a good, I think, uh, like... Uh more of an overview of UK and your letterbox profile. I I, I believe we've yeah, we've painted a very well rounded oh, yeah. picture of you, you, I feel, through this segment. Um Yeah. Well thank you for sharing your insights and revealing more of yourself. Um Yeah, it's awesome. All right, show's over. No, just kidding. <laughs> Stop. Bye. Bye. All right, let's go. Um, All right, Steve, let's get the appetizers rolling. It's time for movie
1: food appetizers. Appetizers, appetizers. It's movie food appetizers.
0: (laughs) All right, Carlo, yeah. What are we doing, buddy? Yeah, I mean, as if, like, the the conversation we just had with Kay wasn't enough of an appetizer. We have more. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and I, I feel like, Steve, it was mainly me and Kay talking, but it's like, she and I text on occasion, but the podcast is only really the time that we yeah. talk. It's almost like saving. This is a special it time for the pod. Yeah. <laughs> I I didn't feel like a third wheel, so yeah, okay. it was cool. That's cool. Yeah, and I think when you did chime in, it was very insightful. So, uh, but yeah, we're giving the floor to you now oh, because cool. you have a bunch of appetizers that you've been watching for a certain thing that's been happening to you lately. So, do you want to bring it up? Yeah, I got the cold. I got the uh, the good old cold. <laughs> So your dear friend, Steve,
1: shout out to Steve. He uh, watched a bunch of movies. And that, okay. And so I just want to rapid fire, just run through these. Just give like All right, let's go. little takes. And if you guys have anything to add, if you guys saw, saw them, f- feel free. So the, one of the first ones sure. I saw in this rapid fire round, I saw Thanksgiving, the, the new slasher. And I just feel like I think slashers might be done, dude. I don't know.
0: Oh, okay. But I like it. K, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> say, say something. Like
1: I, I found myself enjo- oddly enjoying it, even though I just don't know if there was anything really there. But, okay. yeah, but Kay... Did you feel otherwise?
2: I mean, I had fun with it, but I think I went into it just expecting, like, yeah. you know, a holiday themed slasher. I wasn't going in for, like, emotional core. And so, yeah, I had fun with it. I thought it was serviceable. It was fine. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Okay.
0: Okay, cool. Um, but respect to right. you. Know? I have no opinion. Cool.
1: <laughs> I also saw uh, May, December. Oh, shit. I haven't seen this. Oh. Dude. Have you, Kay? No. The new Todd Haynes no, movie?
2: I want to. Mm.
1: it's um i'll just describe it it's like the most epic depiction of how society is totally messed up and intertwined and eating each other mm. it's um mm. it's a it's an odd watch and it's a fun thing to think about later is that's kind of my thought on okay. may december so it's definitely worth a watch and then um i saw I, I saw what are your favorites carlo i saw
0: manhunter oh shit yeah, yeah manhunter Arnold. baby
1: Dude, Manhunter totally rules, um, and I had the cool experience of you know because I saw Red Dragon first. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like you know having that fantasy of when you see a movie and you're kind of like, oh man, I wonder what this movie would be like set in a different time or with a different director. <laughs> That's amazing! And being able to watch Manhunter, you know, set in the '80s, and you got our guy William Peterson and the whole deal. Man, Manhunter is really good and really fun to watch. Um, so yeah, that was thoroughly enjoyable,
0: awesome, and you know that was shot like in your neck of the woods. They shot that mostly in North Carolina, mm-hmm. yep, that's why one of the families is like based in North Carolina because mm-hmm. that was the primary like location, yeah, yeah, where it was shot definitely,
1: yeah. yeah, um and yeah, and I even- f- like I forgot how it all ties into like the guy who works at at a video store, and I was like, oh right um that's a that was a really was
0: he like um does he, like, develop film? I think that's yeah, it, d de- right? Yeah, he
1: develops the 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 home the footage. The home yeah. movies,
0: yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's how they figure it out. Um, but, yeah, man. Yeah, I think, Kay, just tying into your letterbox reviews, your review of Manhunter is very good. Oh, oh
2: thank you. I don't remember yeah. what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, we'll have to look it up.
2: Well, thank you for saying that, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you only gave it four and a half stars, I think. Oh. I don't I think gave you gave it, it the full five.
2: Um, Carlo, <laughs> I gave it four and a half and a heart. Get it right. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. Okay. We got to add the heart in there. Okay.
2: <laughs> the heart counts. The heart the counts. Heart totally the
1: heart totally counts.
2: The heart is almost like yeah. an extra star. It's
1: maybe the most important part.
2: Right. <laughs> I would say so. So it's like.
0: Five and a half. It's yeah. actually five and a half, including the heart. Yeah, okay. and I, I, get I do it.
2: intend to rewatch it. Um, but yeah, mm. I, I would love to see it um, on the big screen because I know it's been getting a little bit of a rerun, and I want to see it. Cool. Yeah. I, I just
0: hope that Michael Mann hasn't like uh, tampered with it because he just keeps like doing these director's cuts, mm. which aren't very good. Yeah. <laughs> leave it alone. Like, he, yeah, he's one of the directors where it's just like I, I prefer mostly the theatrical versions of his movies than the director's cuts. Yeah. Because, uh, You know, like kind of, I guess, a weird holy grail for me is I'm looking for an unedited version of Heat where that mm. keeps like certain lines of dialogue that he removed. And it's just like it It's kind of perverse to like hang on to these lines of dialogue because it has no bearing on the movie whatsoever, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, especially like a three hour movie like heat, but like the the sift through detritus line is just like so good. I don't know why he took it out. It's just like <laughs> such an incredible line from from heat. Mm-hmm. um but yeah, he just keeps doing all these changes and um, I don't know, uh like uh, I you know, the last movie I'm really looking forward to at the end of the year is Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Well, on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. so that's uh, that's gonna be the Christmas Day movie for us. Um, uh, but yeah, like uh, I've just been hearing mixed things, but you know that that's Michael Mann to me. It's just like he he makes messy movies mm-hmm. that have like cringeworthy moments in it, but he gets a pass. Like it's just somehow <laughs> yeah, the, he gets away with it. You know, it's like I don't know what it is. I mean, I'll even give him a pass for like not even casting real Italians to play the leads in <laughs> Ferrari. <laughs> You know, everybody <laughs> yeah. has a weird accent. Like, I think they deliberately like suppressed like Shailene Woodley's like, um, accent uh, in the trailer. Like, they kept it to a minimum so you don't actually hear it. Yeah. Oh. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, it's Michael Mann, so uh, yeah. I'm there for it. You oh. know. <laughs> All right. Um. So, what else have you been watching, Steve? All right. Last thing,
1: actually, is a quick bit of movie food news. Huh. Yesterday's stories today. <laughs> It's the Movie Food News. All right. I think this broke. It's probably about a month ago now at this point that Melissa Barrera and uh, Jenny Ortega are are out of Scream.
0: Wow. What happened?
1: (laughs) Well, I think Ortega is out because of just her career just blowing up. So I think that trajectory was already happening. Melissa Barrera got, I think, cut from the company or I I forget exactly how it happened because of posting online about the war um in Gaza um you know Where does th- she
0: stand on that though I'm curious like I what think was her she, opinion that
1: I mean I I thought her opinion was was kind of it was just very like hey let's like stop killing everybody let's be nice you know like but um, <laughs> but I think it was maybe a little too or it could it could be misinstrued by some to be anti-Semitic and so anytime you know <sighs> it you know that come happens on, it, it, there's a domino effect
0: yeah it, it's that whole thing of like um I like pancakes well why don't you like potatoes like uh. <laughs> I didn't mention anything about potatoes it's just like sure come on
1: so yeah yeah so you know it's definitely a bummer for for the Scream franchise you know we really enjoyed reviewing Scream 5 and 6 i like I liked those films I don't know how Kay feels about the screams in general Yeah, Yeah.
0: Kay, our resident horror guest
2: (laughs) Point of shame I've only seen the first scream, I think I haven't kept up with the series Oh, Oh,
0: wow I've maybe seen the
2: second one too But I definitely haven't been keeping up with the new ones
1: Mm. Okay
0: yeah, it's definitely diminishing returns. Yeah, I would say, <laughs> with every sequel.
1: Okay, well, you know, since since I, I don't think there's gonna be a scream coming out anytime soon, without Barrera and Ortega. Um, uh-huh. I guess uh, it's a good time to maybe play our final Who's Ghostface game. I was thinking, okay, like <laughs> if there was a Ghostface in the movie food universe, so it's like me, so it's like me, Carlo, Kay. Jacob Rivera, Bill Scurry, Brandon, um, Rob Cotto, Petros Christina. Papadakis, Christina <laughs> yeah. Politano, Jade, um, Amanda. You know, like we're all hanging out. Who's mm-hmm. Ghostface?
0: <laughs> oh, man. I, I want to hear Kay's opinion. I mean, yeah, is, yeah. I- I'm not even sure if you listen to our show. Yeah. And it's cool if you don't. But I don't know. <laughs> if you-, you don't even know who these people are. Just pick a random name, because that would be funny. (laughs) Just pick a random name then. If it's in between me
1: me carlo and k and yourself k we're,
2: Who's, we're the final yeah, three I yeah like, i feel like the coolest twist would be for it to be me like i'm the survivor girl yeah, but i'm the survivor dude. girl because i'm also the killer so like i make it out but then it's revealed that i'm the ghost face that would be so sad
1: it oh, would be satisfying. that's what i
2: wanted
0: them to do with scream six like i was so frustrated that that wasn't what the ending was of scream mm-hmm. six like that would have been incredible if, if they would have done something really radical if that was the, the ending but no yeah absolutely Kay. yeah i i would say that's amazing if you're the final girl and you're the killer that's why you're the <laughs> final girl because you killed everybody yeah. exactly
2: it's perfect
0: yeah exactly we're we're giving a free movie idea by the way so
2: cut this part out <laughs> Time <stampers>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah if i made a slasher that's what i would do <laughs> love it okay yeah um i would say steve since i know exactly everybody that you mentioned um i would actually um uh go off the board because i don't think you mentioned him i would say the guest that was on when i wasn't on (gasps) and it was you going solo i would say kai is the kai parker uh,
1: Ooh, (laughs) he would be pretty good yeah because he has he has like he has a podcast and he would have a motive because we stole His um, some of his jingles. So yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) and then yeah, that's true. And then also just like the way he like first greeted you when he first came on the show. He's like, "How's it going, Bushy Boy?" Yeah, (laughs) I was like, like, "That's totally a killer type of vibe." Stu (laughs) Mocker
1: vibes for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Good pull with Kai. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, like Bill Scurry would would be like the red herring. You know, like oh, a, yeah. everyone would think, Oh, I think Bill's Bill's the guy. He's the killer. Yeah,
0: yeah, he, yeah he's the gentleman slasher. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: that's good. Oh, okay, man. cool. We figured yeah. it out. For Love sure. her. Yeah. yeah, and Kay would like basically kill them with kindness.
2: Oh that's
0: what she would do. <laughs> yeah, uh, let kindness me give you, you a tight a
2: squeeze while I knife your back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, oh, by the way, Kay, you may not know this, but Steve actually made a slasher movie with um, his cousins, my <gasps> uncles. <son>. Ooh, that's, <laughs> right. That's, so cool. that's right. That's yeah. right. I forgot about Yeah, It about was that. a really
1: funny... It was called The Killer. Also, the Killer.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh man. <laughs> that's okay.
0: <so funny. laughs> and it was just like the dumbest ways to die, basically. Yeah. It was from a, a killer, and you you mentioned that Steve. I was surprised you didn't mention that in your Thanksgiving kind of rundown that it reminded – the killer reminded you of – or Thanksgiving reminded you of the killer, of you're the killer. That's right. I
1: forgot about that. Yeah. Thanksgiving, it just – it felt like a home movie dream kind of. Hmm. Like, hmm. just kind of realized. Yeah, if realized. You had the
0: resources, yeah, to make it with a budget. Mm-hmm. Are there any stars in it? Uh, or is – like, has Eli Roth, like, fallen down that far?
1: It's got the hands- that handsome dude from Grey's Anatomy. Uh
0: which i have one? no idea patrick dempsey? <laughs> yeah patrick oh, yeah. Patrick dempsey yeah okay yeah i like Patrick. oh dempsey. and it's got <laughs>
1: gina gershon's in it so yeah
0: oh man yeah i love her too and yeah, it's got I mean, uh
1: yeah um a comedian who's big right now uh tim Dillon is in it
0: oh tim dylan <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah he's a funny guy yeah i like tim Dillon. sure oh man all right, okay. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's definitely not high up on my list, but you know, maybe if I'm high and it strikes me it's a and sick streaming movie. somewhere accessible. Yeah, yeah I'll uh, I'll check it out. Sure. Cool. All right. So that was it for your uh appetizers. your sick yep. um appetizers. All right, awesome. Okay. A lot of um, good selections there. Um all right, so I guess I have uh a Scott take and Carlos Cannon So just back to back. So are we ready for a Scott Take? Scott take.
1: All right, Carlo. Yeah, what you got, man?
0: Okay, so this is normally the segment that we reserve for when I go on a rant about something. (laughs) And, you know, it's like, uh, but I've already done my rant for today. So that's it earlier on in our interview with Kay. (laughs) but uh, uh, So actually, I'm going to change it up for our last episode, our special season finale episode. Uh, my Scott take is actually a little more positive with an edge, I would say. Ooh. So, um, you know, this is the season of giving gifts. And um, I would like to say my Scott take is giving recommendations are like gifts. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. And um, if you'll hear me out, this is how I would make that analogy. So when you give a gift to somebody... It has to be really well thought out. Like this is at least my rule for gift giving. Like I, like say, Kay, we had just met. I would not Mm. give you a gift because it's just like, I barely know you. Like that just seems silly to me, just like to give you a gift randomly for the sake of giving you a gift. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I I really like take my time. Like I really want to give somebody something that means something to them and like maybe even be useful to them. So I feel like recommendations need to be treated the same way, especially for, like, movie recommendations, you Mm -hmm. know? It's like they should be treated like gifts. Like, don't just throw gifts, (laughs) you know, throw recommendations willy-nilly. And I say this as a person who recommends a lot. And, I mean, I guess this is the continuation of the gift-giving analogy. I would say it's better to give than to receive. (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah,
0: Yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I like giving recommendations, but to be honest, yeah, I'll tell this to everybody, I don't like getting them. (laughs) Like, and often because of that, it's just really like, you know, people think they have an idea of what my taste is. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes they don't. They don't care. They're like, oh, dude, you got to watch this. And I'm like, oh, you like movies. You should watch this movie. (laughs) And I'm like... Uh yeah, just because it's a movie doesn't mean I'm gonna watch it. You know, yeah, I, like I'm I'm not 12 anymore. It's <laughs> nice. like what I used to do when I was 12 years old, but like now it's like yeah. I, I mean, my time is limited. I gotta make the most of my time. So it's mm-hmm. like I have like a stack of Blu-rays in front of me, and then I also have even more like kind of uh, digital files and like streaming queues are endless. And mm-hmm. those are my priorities. It's just like the only way you'll throw me off that is like you recommend something that actually is within my wheelhouse and most people don't even understand like yeah let me ask you Kate, what do you think my my taste in movies is like just based on like the few interactions we've had
2: um
0: uh... <laughs> no just take a stab at it i it, you know I'll, I'll correct you if you're wrong um,
2: um... uh <laughs> i don't know how to answer this i'm scared um no
0: i won't be offended yeah.
2: <laughs> like uh thought provoking um blockbusters with an emotional core Ooh. i, don't, uh, I don't know what to you're,
0: say. you're not that far you're not that far off i i mean the it's blockbuster like part probably somebody's
2: taste in movies anyway you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. anyway well okay i i'll tell I'll, me.
0: I'll be succinct with with your your taste i oh. think um, you like very conscientious works mm. because you're actually conscientious yourself. See, I'm throwing the oh. compliments out. I'm gi- giving you a gift of compliments. Oh. I'm oh, showering. thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like that's how I feel. It's like you, the works that you gravitate towards. Like I feel like, oh, Kay's going to like this because mm. uh, there's something conscientious about the work. Interesting. You know? Yeah, um, I think that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, yeah, I I would say actually, I'm I'm more interested in like the gulf between like reality and unreality in movies, like that's really my my kind of niche mm. is like movies that are like kind of playing with that idea of like it's a representation of reality, but mm. then it can actually be something like more elevated. <laughs> and yeah, it's a very broad spectrum because you can have like at one end, like you know, those people who really tried to make, like, realistic-feeling movies like the Dardennes, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, something like Rosetta or The Child. Like, those movies I love, you know? But there's something elevated about it. Or even *Bresson* in a way. Like, he's probably the next level up from them where, yeah, it is kind of... It feels real. Like, he, he always does his movies chronologically, you know? So it progresses in a real way. But, like, there's an unreality to it because of the performances and, like the way the film is edited. It has its own, like, weird rhythm. So anything like that, and then even just, um, I would say I am also, like, partial to directors who who really have a distinctive, like, voice, you know? Auteurs. And that, that, that <laughs> yeah, and that, that can be very broad, but I was just thinking about, like, a recent movie where I saw where I actually, like, I, I wrote a review of it, of The Iron Claw, where, mm-hmm. like, I feel like Sean Durkin is, like, a very quality, like, assured director mm-hmm. uh, at least image wise, but like he's not on a tour in my mind like it's just like if if um Sean Durkin was like they took his name off it and they asked me, oh can you name the director who made this movie? I'm like I know Jeff Nichols <laughs> <It's>, like, <laughs> I wouldn't have never um mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to pick like Sean Durkin out of the hat like mm-hmm. you know that would never be the case but you know Michael Mann, I would know a Michael Mann movie or a Jim Jarmusch movie. Mm-hmm. You know, these movies are, like, so distinct. Or James Benning. the You know, right. we dedicated a whole episode to him. Right. You know, so, yeah, th- those filmmakers. And then, yeah, it kind of has to lean towards my, I guess, that kind of, um, uh, that that weird in-between space of unreality a bit. Because, um, yeah, like, there are distinctive auteurs that are, like, they make trashy films. Like, uh, you know, I enjoy some of John Waters' films, but, like, I wouldn't say, like, they're my favorites you know
2: yeah just respect uh respect the zone (laughs) his trash exactly (laughs) yeah or
0: even yeah or like uh george kuchar i don't know if you're familiar with him Kay. um he's like yeah he was a campy like experimental filmmaker Hmm. uh he's he's already passed but yeah even him or like jack smith like I i think of some certain filmmakers where it's like i respect the craft but it's like i you know, or there, there's some people who fall in between, too. Like, you know, we mentioned Fincher and the killer. Like, yeah, mm. he's not really somebody that I like, but I respect his craft, you know. You sure. Um, yeah. So I, it falls more under that. So, yeah, uh, I've, I've already given people hints of how to give me recommendations. Mm. So treat it as like you're giving me a gift. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say for everybody, like when you're giving a recommendation, just like make sure that it's something mm. that somebody can actually appreciate and maybe useful in their life Give so that's my scott heart. take yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like that. yeah but i understand dude like that that thing where you're just so passionate about something that you just want to recommend it to everybody yeah. and it we're not quite segueing yet into the main feature but that's almost oh, sure. how i felt sure. <laughs> uh but before we do i just want to do like two carlos cannons and then we're going to head into it all right
1: well hold on um this whole conversation on contribution it reminds me of there's a famous quote i don't know if you've ever heard this Mm. um everyone wants to contribute however nobody wants to be contributed to therefore (laughs) (laughs) therefore the greatest gift you could give someone is to let them contribute to you
0: wow i like
2: that okay
0: yeah, that's amazing, man. That's yeah, that's so much more succinct than what I said. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like this whole loop of yeah, like if you can
1: let someone, the cleanest example is like accepting a compliment. Mm. It, if someone is sure. giving you a compliment, mm-hmm. they're trying to contribute
0: oh, to you. so that's what I've been doing to Kay all this episode. I've been contributing to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, compliment. Gassing yeah, yeah yeah when
1: you're yeah gassing somebody up when you're gassing somebody up you're contributing Mm -hmm. and if the person is like oh thank you they've accepted it they've let you Mm -hmm. contribute and and that feels really good both ways if the person's like oh no don't i'm not that Mm -hmm. you know and the person's being Mm -hmm. defensive and deflective you know how like it doesn't—it's not satisfying for like either person. Yeah. You know, right. in oh, that man. Scenario. I never thought of
0: it that it's way. It's kind of like that. Because yeah, now mm. now you made me think, Steve. Because I also have trouble taking compliments. <laughs> like I, uh, yeah, oh. I refuse yeah. a lot of compliments. <laughs> just like,
1: oh. Well, I think that's like that's a growth edge for our. our All for, right. Yeah. You, maybe I next think. season we'll 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 track my progress. <laughs> yeah. Just like <laughs> just that tiny thing of oh cool thanks. Like, even mm. just switching to that is, like, okay. would make a difference. Yeah. All right.
0: Time. Well, yeah. Thanks, Steve. Mm. That's a great way to cap off that Scott take.
1: Cool, dude. Let's get into these Carlos Canons. Let's Here we go.
0: Carlos Cannon. There we go. Perfect. All right. Um. So I I wanted to pick two movies that are relevant to what we're about to discuss and also our guest not really a recommendation for you Kay, mm-hmm. but i know uh, yeah we we've, we've kind of been pigeonholing you into horror but you know the other thing that you're really passionate about is documentaries um, Love yeah, it. yeah so have you ever mm-hmm. seen merch uh which is about walter merch the the editor
2: no oh, i haven't oh man
0: it's an incredible documentary so i have my issues with documentaries one is that you know a lot of documentaries tend to just be they let the subject like take precedence over the filmmaking, so it's just like, oh, it's just like, oh, this person is interesting and these amazing things happen to this person. Let's just do a movie where they're just talking about shit and then like throw in some archival footage. I mean, Talking Heads are like the band is great, but the, <laughs> Talking Heads as a <laughs> as a trope in documentaries is just so fucking mm. boring to me. Like, I yeah, I'd rather listen to a podcast than actually like watch a yeah. uh, Talking Heads documentary even if the, what they're talking about is really compelling it's just like to me it's not doing anything cinematically like this it, i mean mm-hmm. you know errol morris is the the one exception because he invented that Terratron, which makes his talking heads like so much more fascinating than any other way that people and uh, that's what i think people need to do if you you are like limited to just shooting somebody sitting down like make it interesting like do something visually right. where it's not like a, a friend of mine actually had this thing where if the person was talking about something where it's like they got oh we got some sirens passing by is that UK <laughs> uh, yeah
2: uh, so, yeah it just went by
0: you, you live Sorry in metro denver <laughs> it's like where yeah i live downtown out. oh wow okay yeah where's Gotham. me me and Steve are out in the boondocks <laughs> it's so quiet out here it's all crickets um but <laughs> um but yeah uh, uh that's the thing it's just like um there, there's this an approach where you can take. Like my friend was talking about, like, oh, what if uh, the person was like lost at sea or something, and so the guy talking about it, like, and the talking heads like get splashed with water, you know, <laughs> something like that, <laughs> you know, just to change it up. It's like
2: the splash zone.
0: <laughs> I, and I, you know, actually, I have another friend who has an incredible idea where it's like if you're making a movie about an athlete. Why don't you like shoot it or like edit it in the style of like how the athlete like moves and works, you know, like Mm -hmm. that's another way to change it up. And I'm like, man, these are like fucking genius ideas. Why don't more documentarians do this shit, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of following the, the standard format?
2: Well, I think a lot of people just aren't really that creative and don't really have a lot of voice. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I
0: would take it to uh, another level and be even more disparaging and just even say that, yeah, that's why they make documentaries. <laughs> it's like they, they're not creative enough to make fiction. So they just like, oh, let's just pick this oh subject sick burn. Okay, this is even worse than my Scott take. Now all the goodwill so of my Scott spicy. take has been erased. <laughs> um no, no, but yeah, I I kid, but it's just like, yeah, I, I you know, I've been around certain documentary filmmakers and it's like, yeah, that, that that tends to happen is just um yeah, they they really just let the subject take over and, and I was just like, where's the cinematic you know, progression? Where's yeah, the exactly. Yeah. It's like they they stick to something safe. And that's what they do. And I mean, I know some people who've done that and they've been incredibly successful. And, you know, I'm not. So maybe I'm wrong. You know, it's like I'm, uh, uh, they're the ones who are right because, you know, they know how to play the game. But yeah, uh, that's a long preamble for basically that um, the work. It's just called, I think, merch. uh M-U-R-C-H. Yeah. And, you know, but you're familiar with Walter Merch, right? Like the, the movies he's edited and stuff.
2: Um, is it Sight and Sound the Cinema of Walter merch? No, no, it's not the one. Um,
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I was actually having trouble finding it on Letterboxd. Um, I don't even remember how I came across it. Um, Yeah, it's... How
2: am I supposed to watch it then, (laughs) Carlo? (laughs) Uh, I'll take care of you
0: for that. Yeah, off record, (laughs) I'll I'll let you know. Um, But yeah, the, the, the... the basically my um my whole preamble yeah it's not it's definitely not this sight and sound one no it's not um uh, wait hold on actually let me just uh, let me just see <laughs> while I'm talking um no no this is different but it it actually is I mean you know this is the thing with Walter Merch. even if you just had him sitting down talking he's incredible like his like Q and As and like he's like this Renaissance man like you know he's a beekeeper. He, uh, he, he, he's a classical musician, uh, he, he, um, he studies mushrooms, like John Cage did, you know, he's interested in mycology, like, he's just, like, this well-rounded individual, and, you know, he, he's only Love directed it. one movie, he made Return to Oz, which is, like, a really incredible, like, scary kids movie, um, yeah, far more scary than, than Wizard of Oz. Um, uh, but yeah, it's like, uh, he, he's just like this uber talented film editor, you know, and, uh, he kind of got his start with Francis Ford Coppola and, um, the movie that kind of established him was, um, The Conversation, but the one that like really cemented his, you know, his place in the history books was Apocalypse Now because, you know, Apocalypse Now was like this massive, like film like he had to go through uh, hundreds of hours of footage like it was like they shot a documentary you know (laughs) in order to distill Mm -hmm. it down um and it's ironic saying that because like they've done several cuts of apocalypse now since then and they're progressively worse as well like you know the original theatrical (laughs) cut is the best cut of the movie but yeah he's just like this multi-talented like uh very like erudite like um uh, cultured person, you know. And he talks that way too, like you can re- reflect in his voice and he's had like some revolutionary like theories about editing and and the the mm-hmm. movie talks about that and it's all just through his voice. But this is the thing that relates to my preamble. The way he talks about like edits, the movie adapts mm-hmm. those those things. Like he'll w- yeah, whatever clip he's talking about, like they show how he's doing it, like the editing of it um not like the, the x-ray or like the behind the scenes but it's just like okay this is why it cuts at this point and this is how he came mm-hmm. up with this method of like um yeah cause he, i mean because he even has like kind of philosophical theories about editing it's not just like technical like he says like there's like an alchemy of shots you know when you put two shots together even though they don't quite belong so one of his methods is like he he likes to print out like different frames from scenes mm. and then that yeah, it's like on a big board so he'll just see like the example he uses in documentary. He's like he sees a a frame from a different scene of natalie portman like right next to another scene with jude law and this is like i think from cold mountain that's the other funny thing about this doc it never identifies the movies that he's talking about like you have to know which movies they are like i had never seen the nicole kidman movie the others so i was like what is this fucking movie with nicole kidman like laying <laughs> over a well like looking at a mirror you know, uh, like, <laughs> have you
2: seen the others, Kay? I believe so. Yeah, okay. I think, I, think uh, I have.
0: Okay, but it's not really a standout movie for you. <laughs> I mean, if you're well, just like, I believe so.
2: Yeah, I think it's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah, because it, it was like kind of a, a classic horror movie. And it is mm. um now considered to be. And, like, you know, it's it's going to be joining the Criterion Collection so, now, yeah, it's gonna have a new audience. I've never seen it, so I'm really looking forward to seeing it. but, oh wow, yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, even though I kind of know the twist already i, I it got spoiled for me so mm. <laughs> i I wanna forget it, you know, I wanna for- yeah, that's what I'm waiting for is like a watch, and <laughs> I forgot what the twist was, but, um, but yeah, that's the thing it the movie is edited the same way like Walter Merch thinks, okay, like cool. there's even random funny stuff, like, you know, when he talks about like so, you know, sometimes the director will give this instruction and they'd show like a floating head of Anthony Mangella passing by him, <laughs> like a superimposed, like floating head. And like they don't even identify that as Anthony Mangella. Like you have to know who Anthony Mangella is. You know, he directed the English patient. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's all these little touches where I'm like, yeah, this is what I want a doc to be. It's either going to be that or like the Errol Morris approach where it's like, okay, I'm I'm on a tour. I have like this approach that I have to every documentary I make. And then they're all going to be unified by this approach and it can even be spoofed, you know, like they did with, um, I don't know Kay, if you've ever watched documentary now
2: i haven't but i've heard a lot about it yeah i've heard of it yeah
0: i i think you'd get a kick out of it especially if you know all the docs because <laughs> yeah that that's really why they're so good is if you know what docs they're referencing like it mm-hmm. it makes it even more funny um but yeah so merch walter merch yeah i'll i'll okay, I'll, cool. I'll link you to the proper channels um kay because yeah, cool. i I, I really like to hear what yeah all right. Um, okay. So my next um, Carlos canon uh, is actually relevant to the movie we're about to discuss. So this is going to be our segue. Uh, I recently rewatched The Lobster <laughs> mm. uh, by Yorgos Lanthimos. Um, so, Kay, have you seen The Lobster?
2: Yeah, but not since it came out. I've only seen it the one time.
0: Yeah. Same here. Yeah. I, I, I actually saw it twice when it came out. Um, uh, but yeah, I hadn't seen it. I rewatched it since. Uh, Steve, have you seen it?
1: No, I missed this one. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah. So this was uh, Yorgos Lanthimos' first English language feature film. And it was the movie that basically like convinced me that he's he's going to be good. Like, I, I, I wasn't such a big fan of Dogtooth. Like, I just thought, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah. the lobster was like, damn. And... The thing, then, Kay, this is going to be interesting for you um, hmm. as well as, like, uh, I, I have, like, a review drafted of it, but this is one of the things that I mentioned in the review is that um, it's basically, it, it rewards to watch it and rewatch it, like, vacillating from, like, being single and being in a relationship because <laughs> you have a different perspective of it. That's why, Steve, yeah, I, yeah, I'm also interested what your take on this movie would be. Oh, sure. Since you're, you know, happily married and, you know. <laughs> going stronger oh, so happy yeah <laughs> oh, it's the best. Uh, but you know the premise of it steve right what the yeah the guy
1: is. is kind of broken up and then is in this weird universe where he gets either, he either has to find love or get turned into an
0: animal yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of like government mandated i want to say uh but that it isn't really like expressed um completely which is part of the beauty of it it's just like there's all these like you know gaps of information where you had kind of had to piece the world together. And is it like vaguely set in the future? I also love that. Like he come, this is another film trope that I love is actually combining different like geographical locations to kind of make it seem like a different world. So in, in this case it's like Ireland, Greece, and I think parts of France. So you get like this really bizarre feeling world because it's like initially I, w- I thought okay, it's Ireland like they're driving on the on the left side of the road you know like the, the, the all the drive uh, all the cars are like right hand drives but then it's like wait, there's like palm trees here there's no fucking palm trees in Ireland <laughs> so it's like oh now we're in Greece you know it's like more Mediterranean mm-hmm. but like it just does it seamlessly how it transitions from one location because it's supposed to be all one place. But yeah, the, the premise is basically that you're you're forced to be in a couple uh, and you have basically 45 days. Uh, you can't be single for longer than 45 days. Otherwise, they turn you into an animal. And I want to ask you this, Kay. If you had to choose, what animal would you be changed into?
2: Oh, that is so easy. I would become a dog in a heartbeat. <laughs> and I that's what the movie dogs. talks
0: about. This is like That's why there's so many dogs. I
2: know. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care Everyone. how basic it is. I don't care. I, like, I am the vanilla ice cream. I, I am ready to be basic because I think it's terrific. I think it's 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 <laughs> perfect. I mean, what other animal would I be? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, maybe what a What cool kind of lizard. dog, though? I don't know. Maybe, like, I don't know. I feel like I would be, like, well, that's a good question. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'll have to think on that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I kind of imagine you being, like, a... Uh, a Labradoodle.
2: I was going to say that, but I didn't want to be <laughs> even more basic and be like, I would be a Lab. Um, but I think I would. Okay, yeah. well,
0: there you go. Yeah, all right. So <laughs> yeah, Labradoodle K. I mean, you, you've all hey. obviously passed the 45 days. So you, you've been turned, unless you have it killed though. If you've been hunting that, that's the second part of the movie, but we don't want to spoil it for Steve. But yeah, there, there's a way to extend your stay in the hotel and remain single There's something that you can do aside from coupling up with somebody. Um, Yeah, and, you know, this basically establishes, you know, Yorgos Lanthimos's, like, everything that he does later on with his films, like, it's in this film. Like, it's all there, and we can get into it. But, um, yeah, Steve, before we do, though, um, what animal would you choose? Let's go owl. Oh, dude, that's my animal. That's what what I would pick, too. Yeah, I, I have it in my notes, dude. I gotta send you a screenshot.
1: <laughs> I could stay yeah. up later doing this pod if I was an owl, you know. <laughs> and nice. then I could just like right. fly around. You can keep your head on a swivel, kind of Wu
0: Tang style, you know. Yeah, yeah. you got that sick. like night vision, that sick night vision. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. Flying around <laughs> is definitely a big part of it. Like, I I definitely would choose a bird. Uh, but then my um option two was that I want to kind of be on higher on the food chain mm. because yeah as they point out with Colin Farrell like choosing to be a lobster it's like well yeah somebody's gonna capture you and basically cook you and eat you you know it's like, mm. that's is gonna happen but yeah if you're the predator if you're an owl like you know it's like man yeah I'm hunting for those rats man film rat that's what I'm doing <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. what a callback exactly <laughs> but yeah Fervently it's just now. like Fervently. Inc- yeah. Fervently. Yeah.
2: Still film right at heart, though.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, But yeah. So, Kay, um, you'd Mm. seen this. Um, I want to know, like, what is your history with with Yorgos Lanthimos leading up to poor things?
2: um it's not very extensive i okay. mean i've seen the lobster um I, I feel like i've just kind of been lagging on his filmography um i've seen killing of a sacred deer i like that one a lot and then i've seen poor things so those are the only ones that i've seen
0: so mainly his english language movies you haven't seen um uh, <laughs> yeah. dogville oh no not dogville sorry um dog Dogtooth. Dogtooth? no Dogtooth. i haven't and- and uh Kineta, I think is his first film. And then he also made a movie called Alps, which was really fascinating. Um hmm. and oh you did did you mention the favorite? Did you see that? I have one? not seen it. Oh, okay. All right. Well yeah, that's gonna be interesting in the context of poor things. So
2: Yeah, a lot of people have told me to watch it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I I mean I I'm definitely gonna watch it again. Uh so Steve, uh how about you? Like, uh what's your your experience with Yorgos Lanthimos.
1: I love that he's Greek. I support yeah. <laughs> our all of our Greek friends: Petros Papadakis, <laughs> former guest; Stavros oh, yes. rising comedic star. Yeah, um, and then yeah, it's, it's kind of the year Great of food. the Greek, Greek yeah. food, all oh, Greek yogurt. Oh yeah,
2: absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, Olives, absolutely.
2: cheese. Yeah. <laughs> uh. S-
0: yeah the, the different dips that they have tzatziki
2: oh i have some tzatziki in my fridge right now beautiful <laughs>
0: Dude, there you go yeah it's beautiful yeah i always opt for that if like i'm going to like one of those like kind of chipotle mm. healthy imitators like yeah you know, <laughs> I mean, so if fresh. they have tzatziki yeah like kava i would definitely mm. get tzatziki oh, okay. yeah Yummy. so good but, um but yeah but i'm also
1: just kind of a little bit of a yorgos uh agnostic wow. or, or or a novice i've seen Sacred Deer. I've seen Nimic, which is on YouTube, and and enjoyable. And um, but I I be knowing a little bit about what's going on here, yeah. So I'm excited to to kind of learn more as we dig in here.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, because you can definitely see like the link between the movies because he's he's such a consistent filmmaker. Uh, And I mean, yeah, I want to talk about that before we get into the movie just to kind of establish Mm -hmm. these you know yeah, the baseline hallmarks yeah. yeah i mean we're a notorious podcast so yeah, we're definitely <laughs> gonna be focusing so yeah k can you mention some of like yorgos lanthimos's like hallmarks based on what you've seen
2: mm, no <laughs> no what <laughs> no because i haven't seen the lobster since it came out and i haven't seen killing of a sacred deer since it came out and i've only seen each of them once so i would not feel confident trying to all right i have a guess <laughs> okay.
0: All right, yeah, let, let, as take a a, as, at a, as a
1: guess, it seems like these the movies exist in a almost like an altered universe. Something sure. is similar to this universe, but something is clearly off in this other world that these movies are existing in where the behavior these odd behaviors are being viewed as normal.
0: Mhm.
1: You know, like in Nimic how someone can just follow um Matt Dill is it Matt Dillon? Yeah. Matt, yeah, yeah. It's Matt Dillon. Yeah. Car- someone could just follow him home, start copying him and like people kind of are on board with that premise. Like, oh, like this can
0: just happen in this in this universe. <laughs> yeah, cuz I mean, just tying it back to the lobster, it's like how did people as a society just accept that this is going to be the norm that you have yeah. to couple up otherwise you know you're you're gonna yeah be turned to an animal <laughs> it's right. just like you know i mean you know the, the there's more to it as the movie progresses which is beautiful but we don't want to spoil it for you steve but um but yeah it's just like the, how does society become that way and I, I just think about like i guess in even just in recent history like there's been a lot of like um uh, mention of like how to get people to conform to do things you know like that's a very hot topic <laughs> that's been happening mm-hmm. in the past few years and then um, I also made me think of Japan because of their you know their fer- fertility rate their birth rates going down and like what the government is trying to do to like basically get them to like couple up and have oh. babies <laughs> you know like they're yeah. actually like um they're they're doing like state sponsored like dating events you know just to like get people to date that's just crazy
1: hey get out there and date yeah
0: (laughs) so you know it's like what would it take and like uh, I mean I guess that is one of the criticisms that people have against Lanthimos is that like are all these people just like kind of brain dead and just like dead inside and that's why Mm -hmm. they're. and it makes sense to me in the lobster especially with this recent viewing where I was just like actually yeah I mean if you're like on social media and you're on your phone all the fucking time yeah you can totally become this dead and not present you know but it's funny it's like in that world there isn't a cell phone you never see a a single cell phone i mean even i think when they listen to their music are they listening to it on like mp3s k do you remember Oh, it's so I, long I ago. I
2: genuinely don't. I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, but there's a part where they listen to music and I'm like, man, I didn't take note of that. I'll have to just like rewatch the, that sequence because it is very funny. And that is another hallmark of uh, of Yorgos Lanthimos, by the way, is weird dancing. Like that's something that's in all his movies. There's always like some sort of dance sequence where it's just like, what the hell? Like, where does this choreography come from? I mean, uh Alps actually begins with like an incredible like gymnastic like uh performance. Sweet. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. it That's one of them. Uh. Yeah. The deadpan style, the delivery of the dialogue, which you know you can say is like consistent throughout, or it's basically like yeah, it's a result of them kind of being lobotomized. Um. And then uh one thing that he kind of adapted at the start of the favorite, which you see even better in the in poor things, is like he has he makes use of the fisheye lens. Like just this weird spherical like lens where everything looks distorted, it's incredible. And then, um, yeah, th- there's also like this unnerving kind of cruelty in his movies. Like the, the, there's like people who are c- capable of like just kind yeah, of evil, heartless evil <laughs> in <Yeah>. his movies. <laughs> it's just incredible. Yeah, and like oftentimes it's like authority figures like imposing themselves on like weaker individuals. Uh, That's like a common like motif that happens through throughout his movies. And yeah, there's always like stirring classical music. That's another Mm -hmm. Yorgos Lanthimos um, like trademark. Um, So yeah, going into that, I guess like, yeah, let's get into the main course.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: course. There we go. (laughs) So we're covering poor things and yeah, it's a rare thing for us. To cover a recent release, and especially this fresh, that it basically it's got a weird release uh, nationwide. Like uh, they first did the major cities uh, last week, and now they're kind of going out into satellite cities, and it's gonna get a wide release on December twenty second, which is like such a dumb strategy on Disney's Disney's part. Like I don't know why they want to release it when all the major Christmas movies will be out by then, Mm. and it's just gonna get buried. Um, yeah, I mean, they should have just gone white on December 8th. Like, uh, it had no competition on that day. Um, you know, now it's going up against Wonka this week, and then next week it's going to be, like, Aquaman, Ferrari, and yeah. I forgot what else is coming out on Christmas, uh, Color Purple. It, the interest one? <laughs> isn't there an interest film? Oh, oh, yeah, Zone of Interest, which is really yeah. supposed to be our our double bill. Oh, yeah, for Yeah, yeah, but even that, like, that release is also weird, you know, and that's A24. Uh, but yeah, it's just like it's strange how it's being released so like people are kind of watching it, like it's just trickling out, I guess. I mean mm-hmm. I had to drive to LA to go see it. But Kay, you had mentioned you wanted to know when we were recording because you wanted it to be fresh. So is that yeah. a thing for you? Like, um, even like when you're on on YouTube discussing movies, I I forgot like uh they changed their name. They're no longer um I, I don't want to dead name them, but um uh, oh, yeah, so Jenna. Has, yeah Jenna is it now called Jenna cinema is that the name of their channel
2: yeah I actually just did a review with them that posted today if you want to check that out yeah we talked about catch me if you can the Steven Spielberg movie
0: oh nice okay yeah, yeah that's awesome um uh, I forgot now why I mentioned that uh, I like to watch re-
2: things fresh and in fact with that one I watched it like before why uh, yeah
0: <laughs> yeah so you know you've done like a, a movie with them where you watched something and you guys met and discussed it like right Mm -hmm. after so that's your preferred mode of like talking about movies i guess is like straight after
2: um yeah well part of it is because i watch so much so it's like if i don't talk about it or write about it right away i'm gonna probably watch two or three other things and then it'll kind of muddy what i thought or felt about that um And yeah, I just feel like it's best to kind of catch those thoughts when they're when they're fresh. I mean, obviously, it's good to take time to think about things. And and I did end up seeing poor things twice for that reason. Um, But yeah, I, I, I just try to catch it like as organically as possible. And I feel like that's the best way for me.
0: Gotcha uh yeah i mean now that you put it that way that makes so much sense yeah it's just like (laughs) so it's not getting buried under the other movies that you see Right, uh whereas for me even if i i see something else like uh yeah for me i i actually need that gap so it's actually perfect because i saw it on monday and we're we're discussing it now it's friday so i've had that like time to really think about it even though like most of my notes were actually during the movie itself Mm. Um, yeah. So, okay. I'm, I'm going to give you the unenviable task. (laughs) Would you mind like telling us what poor things is about?
2: Um, yeah. So poor things is about, um, a woman who has, it's kind of like Frankenstein esque where she has been brought back, um, or reanimated if you will. Um, and she is kind of re, She's she's rediscovering the world and her place in it and how things work. And, you know, a lot of it is based around like sexual experiences and just kind of like discovery of personhood. Um, and so she, uh, she goes out into the world and explores and discovers and uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't know how much I can really say without it being like spoiler territory. So I feel like that's a general. Yeah, synopsis. I,
0: I think we can spoil it. I mean, you know, oh, my okay. whole, yeah, our our whole approach here with the pod is basically that, you know, if you haven't seen it, just like pause sure. it and then come back to us <laughs> after. you have, yeah. you know,
2: fair enough. Um, but yeah, that's how I would describe it in a couple of sentences
0: yeah I, I I would just add to that and say that um she basically discovers herself but then also discovers uh stoicism and capitalism <laughs>
2: and, she discovers the world <laughs> yeah and and maneuvers
0: <laughs> through both um, yeah. yeah for sure but even just with that like summary that you just gave us, it's not even the whole movie right like it's just yeah. there's so much else that's going on I mean it's very uh, the, yeah the first shot. Like the color is just like incredible. Uh, you know, it begins with a suicide, or we we can't quite piece that together. It's basically Emma Stone like jumping off a bridge in this like gorgeous blue, mm-hmm. um, like midnight blue flowing dress, and it's all in slow motion. Actually, that's another Yorgos Lanthimos uh, trademark is slow motion. Like, he, he just does slow motion in a way that's very different from other filmmakers, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I feel like slow motion is used very di- judiciously by other filmmakers, whereas he uses it several times in his films. And yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes it's for emphasis. Sometimes it's like it's just it makes sense for mm-hmm. it to <laughs> to basically be in slow motion, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I, I want to bring up the color of the film because like uh, it's actually the first ever feature film to be shot with this type of film stock. Uh, and you guys are both probably familiar with it even if you don't know it by name so it's a uh, ectochrome by kodak so it's a specific kind of like very bright colored um film stock uh which uh basically uh if you see national geographic most of the photos in national geographic are shot with Ektachrome film um but yeah it's it's basically like uh it's photos so this is the first time that they've used like motion picture film and that is the difference with it and i'm getting a little nerdy here and k you probably might understand what i'm talking about it's a reversal stock do you know what reversal is
2: where it could be color or black and white
0: um close uh it's it's more to do with i'm just guessing (laughs) no it's skipping (laughs) the step of becoming a negative so you know when you know when you're you're filming stuff or taking photos it's it's negative right so it needs mm-hmm. to, like, go through another process in, tr- in order to turn it into a positive print where all the colors are, are correct. So when it's reversal, it skips that step. And mostly it's black and white. That's how it's done. Uh, so Ektachrome is unique because it's one of the few color stocks that's reversal where, okay. you know, they skip that whole step of, like, basically, oh. So as they shoot it on film, like, the film doesn't need to be developed. It just, like, goes through, like, a bleach process. And that's it. Like, you can project it already. Like, it's, yeah, you don't have to go through that whole process of turning it into a positive. So, yeah, that adds even more to it. Like, just, yeah, I mean, we're kind of um, bearing the lead here. That The movie is shot on film, which is also, like, a rarity these days, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it's just so striking. Like, that's one of the things. But then, you know, after that massive color, like the first act of the movie is all in black and white.
2: <laughs> right. That's why I yeah. guessed that.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 How did you feel about that, Kay, that it was like in black and white for so long?
2: Um, I thought it was fine. I didn't, I wasn't like disgruntled by it and I didn't love it. I just, it just kind of took it for what it was. I thought it was okay.
0: Okay. All right. But did you feel eventually, I mean, I don't know if you had seen the trailers or anything that it was eventually going to like become colored
2: yeah I knew it was going to become color eventually um, especially like you said with that opening shot too I'm like probably they aren't going to just have one shot in color in the entire movie so yeah it kind of it kind of alludes to that yeah
0: yeah, and it's just like I, after a certain point I felt like I was trying to predict when it was going to transition into color and mm-hmm. I got it right uh, nice. were you trying to predict that like when it was going to finally like full time color no, when,
2: I wasn't really thinking about that while I was watching it.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, because I just felt like um, it was gonna be like her her sexual liberation. Like I, I just <laughs> felt like that's oh. the time to switch over to color fully because you know you get dabs of it, like kind of. Uh, yeah. And this is also a movie that's not for the squeamish. Like it does not <laughs> shy away from yeah. showing surgical <laughs> procedures. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very gory. There's a scene
1: towards the beginning where Bella is, she's like, I think holding a knife or scissors while scissors. also holding the penis of like a cadaver. Oh, and God. I was, and I was getting major squirms and germs like, oh
2: my God, what's going to happen? Yeah. yeah. And in the like the next shot, she's like gouging of the corpse's eyes out like, <laughs> with the scissors and she's like, "Ooh, squishy." Squishy, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's how sick my sense of humor is. I was laughing at that scene.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it, it was a relief, you know, compared to where where your brain thought she w- it was gonna right. go there for a second. We were like, "Oh, mm. j- just the eyeballs." Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And yeah, like uh, William Defoe under heavy, heavy makeup, but just mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, yeah, he he kind of plays her her surrogate father. And um, and funnily enough, she calls him God because his name That's... is Godwin. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he, yeah, he essentially birthed her. And it's funny you mentioned uh, Kay about the whole Frankenstein thing. I mean, the reanimation part is probably a big part of why people make that reference. But I actually feel it's closer to another work of literature. It's actually um, uh, Flowers for Algernon. Are you guys familiar oh, yeah, with that story? I've read that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It's like we, it was a, a, a story I read in school, so I figured it's pretty common. but mm. that that's the whole structure of Flowers for Algernon is about like this this guy who undergoes I guess like some sort of brain experiment and you can see how because it's all his diary entries, you see how he he kind of becomes smarter as it progresses like you know it's like written in terrible English at the beginning you know broken English Mm. and that's kind of how Bella is at the beginning she's like (laughs) she's barely speaking sentences it's just like random words or phrases Mm. um and I that that was the part where I was wondering it's like when is this like kind of starting to come together when she starts speaking like Emma Stone and um and yeah sure enough it eventually happens and uh, there was just an atmosphere of the film, I think, at the beginning where it it felt like a dangerous movie to me, you know? <laughs> and I haven't felt yeah. that in a long time for a film where I'm, like, generally concerned about, like, the lead or the main character, the protagonist. Mm-hmm. And, like, because I guess there's just this uneasy, like, contrast of her, like, kind of childlike wonder and innocence and then also kind of becoming sexually you know awakened and yeah. like in her first like moment like her first like orgasm or herself <laughs> at the dinner table it's like there's still like this childlike curiosity and yeah mm-hmm. that was that really made me uneasy i don't know uh, how did you guys feel about that
2: uh, I mean, I guess I should just say now, I hate this movie. I hate this movie so much. I have oh my so many God. problems with it. I hate and this And you watched it twice. <laughs> I
0: watched
2: it, it twice. Was it to make sure? I watched it twice, yeah, because I, I walked out of it and I was literally like my, I was sweating. I was literally hot because I was so angry. And so I was like, okay, I need to like go back in, like emotionally reset, make sure it's not just me. Because I saw it late at night. It was cold out. I was tired. I was like, I'll give it another shot. And the second time, I I, I hate this movie. <laughs> so that part, yeah, I'm definitely made me very uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> oh man, okay, I, I'm just shocked <laughs> right now. I don't think I can bubble. recover. Oh uh, uh, no, I, you can, you can never burst my bubble. Okay, no, <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay, all right. Well, yeah, that was a curveball.
1: <laughs> uh, speaking of bu- yeah, speaking of burst your bubble, like, what was the bubble? That oh, Willem Dafoe the kept <laughs> belching like with that yell, like I, I I guess you know we're supposed to get that he's he, he's obviously not well, and he and instead of eating he's hooked up to this crazy contraption, so yeah mm-hmm. I guess. That's ultimately. Is that, yeah, what it's like is. a digestion it's, like, it's, thing.
2: But very yeah, crimes of the future. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. I mean it's just even his stories about like how his dad would torture him is just like
1: <laughs> So sad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's definitely about a loss of innocence, you know. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Just going back to your question about the initial you know, sex scenes and, mm-hmm. and Yeah, there's definitely something very uncomfortable, especially when you're given the premise that he put a, a baby's brain into her body yeah that you're just a little bit like you're you're entering that mo- molestation um, t- territory
0: yeah the the one who becomes like played by uh, uh, Rami Yusuf um he he kind of becomes um god godwin's apprentice that's one of the questions he asks him is like oh i thought you two cuz there's even like a scene that was also uncomfortable where he's reading to her to go to sleep and it's just like yeah Ugh. well yeah and and and, sh- and she's cuddling
1: with him much like a young child would but because she has an adult woman's body it just has a different signal and so yeah and i there was a worry that i had that oh my god is D- is defoe doing something
0: right and then yeah so like uh yeah Rami yusuf's character questions it and then he's basically like no <laughs> it's like very vehement about it i'm just basically that like, he he says that he's a eunuch <laughs> so it's impossible for him like actually the way he phrases it initially too it's kind of like um that he's uh that like for him to ejaculate like would do something to his body like it will introduce like some sort of toxicity it's like very nofap <laughs> yeah. like what he's talking about sure. like it sounds like nofap philosophy yeah but... he's og yeah yeah um but yeah uh man i still can't recover from k like cating this movie <laughs> <It's> like <laughs>
2: honestly uh, i could go off like I... no, <laughs> i'm well, trying to yeah, restrain please, myself please do yeah
0: no no go ahead like yeah let's hear it okay so yeah um Can you elaborate more on why you hate this movie? Like, what is it
2: about it? I mean, yeah, just from the start, like, we're kind of already talking about it. But I would say, like, you kind of, you know, we introduced the film and then you jumped to, like, her first... her first orgasm at the table, but I think it's very important to note, like the scene, the two scenes before that. So they go out on, and they're in their carriage ride, right? And they're like walking around the park, and then they're on their way back, and she's in the carriage, and she's like, "I want to go outside. I want to get ice cream. I want to like do these things." She's throwing a tantrum like a child, and she even like mm-hmm. screams and starts like lashing around. And their response to her tantrum is they chloroform her. They put a rag over her mouth until she passes out. So she's essentially, we're supposed to interpret her behavior as like a toddler. And then she's chloroformed. And then literally in in the next scene, she's shown being carried limp, like passed out into a room. And then she's stripped naked. And we're like shown her like almost full nude. Like we're shown her chest and she's like, passed out from being chloroformed and she's like kind of like rolls around and like moans in bed a little bit and like they show these like close-ups of her mouth open and it's like very sexual and it's really it made me so uncomfortable and then the next scene is her at the breakfast table and she like uses a banana or like a cucumber or something to like get off Uh, yeah i think it's
0: an aubergine.
2: <laughs> yeah, and like just that that jump from like her introduction as like toddling around, she even like pees on herself and like she's clearly using like broken language and like she she's so she's so developmentally immature that she doesn't even have the language to describe like what she's doing or experiencing. She's like, like, I have the thing that is happy. And like, she's talking about an orgasm. And so it's like, she doesn't even have the language to describe sex and yet she's like hyper sexualized and she's still giving like childish behaviors. And it's just so uncomfortable. It's so <laughs> uncomfortable. And it's like, I get that people are like, it's a satire. And I'm like, but no, like what? I just, I can't help but see it as anything. But like that is, I don't know. And then the problems just escalate from there for me.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. With the whole Mark Ruffalo uh, extended act, that sequence. Yeah. It's just, yeah. okay. I okay. Know. Well, I mean, I, I think what you're saying is fair, but I, my... Like of course, I obviously loved it. Like I actually think like this this saved my 2023 movie year. Like oh, wow. I, I yeah, I just felt like it was such a mediocre movie year. Um, that's why yeah, our year end is gonna be mostly like my discoveries rather than movies mm-hmm. from the year itself. Uh, but yeah, like I I found it exhilarating. <laughs> like it was just like a movie that I was smiling all throughout the entire film. It was totally my sixth sense of humor. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and you know, it's in that world uh, that that uh, my wheelhouse of the, you know, the the surreality and like uh, things that are not quite right and, uh, and yeah, it's just also being a fan of Lanthimos and just like kind of seeing him because filmmaking wise, I'll say this, you know, let's set aside the the subject matter, like he is really operating like at the peak of his powers in this movie, like, um. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no denying it's just like the the camera work like even the fisheye lens which I felt like was so weird in in the favorite it made perfect sense in this movie and um, another interesting I gotta shout out the the cinematographer Robbie Ryan who basically kind of got his start with Ken Loach who makes like very kind of drab realistic kitchen sink type movies. And then now he's making this, like, fantastical, like, super bright movie that basically looks like an MGM musical, you know? Mm. Um, So I think, really, I I was able to get past the actual, like, content, if you want to call it that, of the movie, and was just, like, enjoying it as, like, a piece of pure cinema. Like, that was Mm -hmm. really the reason why I like this movie so much, is that, to me, like, just to see a director, like, at the peak of his powers, like, using all his resources and, like... Everything that he's been working towards with his previous films really come together in this film, uh, craft-wise. Like that's really what I appreciated about the film. But yeah, I mean, it did make me uncomfortable. But I think that's the point, you know. I mean, all of Lanthimos' films are uncomfortable. That's really what he does. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 particularly disturbing here. Even though like sex is also like a very weird thing. Okay, I can't wait for you to see Dogtooth Tooth because <laughs> uh, the sex in that is very disturbing as well. Uh, and yeah, it's also about like uh, these innocents who are basically like kind of um, uh, like, yeah, strangely enough, the connection there is like they're being locked up by their, their their father, their imposing father, that they're not allowed to see the outside world, you know, mm-hmm. so their world is kind of defined for them uh, by the father, you know. And it's a similar thing that's happening here. But you know what's interesting is that he found a, a work that basically was not his. You know, it, it's his. I think it's his first adaptation um, of a of an existing literary work. And I have a friend who's like a big fan of the book of, of Poor Things, uh, so he, he hasn't seen it yet. I can't wait. Actually. Uh, I should mention him by name because a segment of the show is named after him. Uh, yeah, Scott Thoreau. <laughs> Uh oh. Yeah, Scott Takes is named after him because he he gives like it, jokingly he gives Scott Takes, so that's why uh, it, it's named after him. But yeah, he he loves poor things. Shout out to Scott and um. Shout out. Yeah, uh, I'm really curious what his take of the movie is because I I think also the the points you bring up, Kay. That's also something this that would probably disturb him as well, but he probably is expecting it. Cause I don't think that that, a lot of this is probably from the book. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like it, it is already there, but yeah, to just see it visualized. And, um, I mean, how do you feel about Emma stone just overall as like, an actress and i I like her and i have a
2: lot of respect for her bravery in taking on this role because it's an extremely candid extremely vulnerable role and i think it takes a lot of guts to do that especially in such a wide theatrical release like this like she is fearless and i have a lot of respect for her and yeah i i don't have any qualms with her i've always like enjoyed her in movies and stuff sure yeah
0: yeah, I I guess you know, well, Steve, how do you feel about Emma Stone? Uh,
1: just similar. I
0: think she, I <laughs> think she's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. I definitely respect her as an actress, and and yeah, Kay, you you love um, La La Land, right? So
2: yeah, La La Land made me happy. It was such a feel yeah. good movie. I went into it with a closed heart, and I was like, I'm gonna hate this, and it it buttered me up. I just had a nice time. So it's, it's the, the polar opposite
0: of, of Poor Things. It's the, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Poor yeah.
2: Things made me like physically. Upset (laughs) (laughs) for so many reasons.
0: Oh man! Now I I feel like I I should share the blame for that because I was the one who was like enthusiastically. No,
2: no, I was going to see it anyway, and I would have hated it regardless.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I guess on the casting side, I will say that it 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 wasn't another really fascinating choice by was To basically, it's set in England, and they're all supposed to be Brits, but they're all played by Americans. Every single one of them, yeah, are all Americans. Rami Yusuf is American. Uh, Christopher Abbott, who shows up later on in the movie, he's also American. But very good British accents, I would say. You know, Emma Mm -hmm. Stone, she also did a British accent for The Mm Favourite. So, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's a strange thing because I'm also, like, in parallel watching Emma Stone on a TV show called The Curse, uh, which is also a very uncomfortable show. And that kind of deglamorizes her a little bit. And then it was just a weird thing for me. Like, I think this is more, I guess, a personal kind of uh, complex that I have that I can't reconcile, I guess, being somebody who's, like, dark-skinned and has black hair. I I can't reconcile, like, a Caucasian person having black hair, you know? It's just, like, weird to me. Like, somebody with pale skin having black hair. Like, brown hair I can accept, like, being a brunette, but, like... Yeah, black hair is just weird to me, like, on on pale skin uh, for some reason. So, yeah, and it's obviously not her natural hair color. And Mm -hmm. uh, that was also a choice that they decided to do for the film. And, yeah, she really, like, bears all in this movie, like, literally and figuratively.
2: Yeah, it makes me wonder how she actually feels about this movie. (laughs) Like, if you were able to ask her privately, I wonder how she'd feel.
0: Well... What I read was because you know I was just curious about like the behind the scenes stuff. Um, the what I read was it was actually her who really like took the initiative and said, "Yeah, we we should make it like very brazen and like you know just like be bold with the with the cool. sexuality." Yeah, so so Jorg's anthem hear was a that surprise. Then
2: the other way around.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's not like the what what was that other movie that was sexual that was very controversial and the actresses still refused to talk about it than the director um uh oh. blue is the warmest color oh I yeah. haven't seen yeah oh man i'm curious what you're thinking that movie would be but um yeah another good date movie actually oh. <laughs> uh, like bad date movie um because i was just thinking that actually i texted that to you steve right i said like oh this might be a good like date movie with the wife wink wink yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i
1: do, i cannot imagine my wife liking this movie it's yeah it's it's just a little too weird yeah, you know, just but going back to just some of your points, I think yeah, the cinematography is incredible. Like the movie looks great. Every every scene, you know, the makeup, just it's
0: costumes,
1: yeah, the costumes, yeah.
0: yeah. It's all working like in concert, yeah.
1: At at times it looks like they are in and, and I think it's intentional, like especially when they were in I think uh Lisbon. It kind of looks like they're on a backlot. It kind of looked like they were on yeah. a, a, some kind of like a Star Wars set or or something at times. Yeah, but yeah I think actually, the, that the was movie part it, of it.
0: Yeah, the movie that it made me think of is Cabin Boy because Cabin Boy also oh. has a very similar setting. It's like, uh, you know, the matte uh, painting mm-hmm. like background that goes into the distance, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think Lisbon is really where we kind of sense that we're not like we're kind of like in a steampunk Victorian era, right. not realistic victorian area because obviously being reanimated is like a very gothic thing but the um it was the cable cars you know that passed through lisbon that was like a big sign to me that okay we're not in the Mm -hmm. real world like this is a weird form of transport that she takes and um yeah i mean uh, that whole uh, when we finally transition to color it's actually when She she has an orgasm during sex with with Mm -hmm. Mark Ruffalo because they go off on a on a tryst uh, and uh, just like, uh, you know, furious jumping. Yeah, furious jumping. I had to write that down, too. Like, that was how she she described it. And um, and then, yeah, like uh, there was something about Mark Ruffalo boasting about himself that you like Mm -hmm. you've been fucked thrice by the best. <laughs> I mean I mean Mark Ruffalo's British accent is so bad but it's bad that it's funny. Like that's mm-hmm. how we feel about it. It's
2: very comical.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and
1: I think and that's part of the Lanthimos thing of the, just like it's okay this is clearly not in this universe. You know sure. like the everyone's in, like everyone's talking in like 1800s English accents but then mixing in very casual very modern slang at times also like especially when whenever anyone would curse especially oh yeah uh yeah i've written some
0: of the some down okay so the script is actually written by tony mcnamara and he worked with him previously on um the favorite and i wasn't a fan of the favorite like that was the first like that the most movie that i saw i was like what the fuck was that like it was just like i felt it was so unremarkable because i was so like elated with um the lobster and killing of a sacred deer. So it was like a miss for me. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was like, maybe it was like the script by Tony McNamara. Um, but this one I really like. but maybe because of the, um, of the source material like maybe a lot of these like cursing like you know somebody's called like cunty cunt face in the movie Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like you know it's like that kind of cursing uh you know i i secretly enjoy like i like poetical like vulgarity (laughs) um yeah it's like a show like the thick of it has like incredible like creative cursing in it um but yeah there's even just like lines to me that just stood out that i want to mention like um Anger, confusion, and brain dissonance aside, like that's a line that I like. And then uh, there was another one that was uh, something about um, I adventured those. Oh, I want to get this right. It was um, I wrote it down. You can hear me flip yeah. through my pages. <laughs> I have a yeah, couple okay.
1: of quotes too that I can do after.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, this is this is the line I like. It's this is my favorite line of the entire movie. It's. I adventured it and found nothing but sugar and violence. It is most charming. Oh yeah. right.
1: Yeah, th- the one that I wrote down, it's I think that um Willem Defoe is say- saying this to Max McCandles. He says, mm-hmm. Uh My father said to always carve with compassion. He was a fucking idiot. But it was <laughs> it wasn't bad advice. Yeah. Right. I like that uh
0: one. I mean yeah, that's the other thing too I guess that made me think of is the um what is it? Trust the the tale, or the the tale, not the teller, is that the original like phrase, I believe. Um mm. But yeah, that is true. It's like uh, you may get like pieces of wisdom or something useful from somebody who who's a terrible person. <laughs> it's possible that that's the case. But yeah, so overall, Steve, I'm just trying to like gauge how did you feel about this movie? Like, you, do you feel? Are you, I fa- Where are you?
1: I found spectrum? myself engaged with it, definitely uncomfortable. Um, and definitely, l- like, almost like Clockwork Orange, where it's just like, oh, this is disturbing, but I'm along for the ride, okay, let's, let's, let's <laughs> continue. Um, yeah, you know, where it's, it's, and, and I, I do almost wonder if they were kind of going for a Clockwork Orange thing, especially in the, that middle sex romp portion <laughs> of the, the movie, <laughs> where it's like very gratuitous and, you know, close-ups on her face and then wide shots and then going back you know that that feels very much like uh scenes from clockwork
0: oh yeah yeah especially when he picks up the two young ladies at like the record bar or whatever and they're like sucking on popsicle yeah and just yeah the <laughs> whole yeah, the, o- <laughs>
1: the opening g- sequences and oh yeah yeah, just, um, yeah the milk bar the milk bar stuff but um yeah so yeah i i found myself enjoying it it's kind of like the opposite of my Monsters of California um, su- <laughs> summary, where it's like with Monsters of California, it's like a th- it's like a two and a half star or a three star movie, but I love it. This right. one is like a four star movie, but I don't like I don't care to rewatch <laughs> it. Like I okay. totally get that the craft's there, the shots are there, way to go. I don't necessarily <laughs> want to go back. <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, so I can only imagine, Kay, you know, the movie is, like, long. I mean, it's, like, two hours and 20 minutes. uh, Mm -hmm. So that can definitely feel longer if you hate the movie. Was that the case for you? Like, were you excruciated by the running time?
2: No, because there was so much... There was so much that was, like, aggravating that, like, I didn't even pay attention to the runtime. Like, I, w- I just became, like, increasingly angrier throughout the runtime <laughs> oh of the God. film. And so by the end of it, like, I didn't even care yeah. how long I'd been there. I just wanted to, like, leave. <laughs> so I didn't even notice the runtime. Like, honestly, if you'd asked me, I would have told you it was probably, like, an hour 40. Um, But... Yeah,
0: because <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a moment where it gives you kind of a false ending and it's like, yeah, um, yeah the marriage, the wedding sequence where you just think like, oh, it's kind of moving towards like a, you know, a touching <laughs> ending. And then all of a sudden, oh, shit, there's more story yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. The plot thickens like, you know, in the third act, like all of a sudden they, they introduce a new character and then mm-hmm. it becomes like yeah. a gothic horror film. And yeah, that, that's also a very uncomfortable Uh, sequence the whole stuff with christopher abbott because you know i guess you know we're gonna bring up like a an overall kind of uh i guess motif recurrent motif that that happens like you know we're talking about like potentially like subduing a woman and like yeah basically raping her like (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. uh and that comes up Several times in the movie, and like you know, it it could also be possible that she has agency, but it's still like she's being taken advantage of, uh, especially like the whole brothel, like, uh, um, sequence that happens through Mm -hmm. the movie, you know, where she's like, Well, you know, I want to dictate the terms of it and you know, make money, but then it's like, Oh, why is this person rough with me, and like, why is this person smells?
2: I have so many problems with that. Uh,
0: well, yeah, <laughs> oh. do you wanna list some of them, Kay? <laughs> like while we're at it?
2: Yeah, I mean just to start, I think that like the depiction of sex work is so regressive and not helpful and like very It's just bad. like, Like, when she goes in, she's like, oh, it's just 20 minutes of my time, and then I get to go on with my day. As if, like, it's just, like, checking in for a doctor's appointment or something. And, like, in the real world, like, a lot of women don't want to be doing sex work. They do it out of utility or because they're being forced to. And sex work is, like, often very scary and very violent, and a lot of women are, like, harmed and killed. And, like, the depiction that they have here is just, like, Oh yeah, no, you just get to run around in like fluffy dresses and like most of the guys you're gonna be with are like kind of attractive and they won't be too rough with you. But then there's also the point like in the film where like the um, the like house mother, she's like, oh yeah, some men just like that you don't enjoy sex. And then like in the next scene, in the next scene, she's like, yeah, it was brutal, but not an enjoyable. And it's just like these, it just, it's so regressive to me and it's not helpful. And so it just like perpetuates this idea that like sex work is just like a fun quick little easy way to make a buck if you're a woman and it's like really not at all like a lot of women are like very deeply traumatized by performing For sure. sex uh, work well
0: i would push back a little bit on that and say that it, i don't uh, i think that's one level of what it's trying to portray that she's like i guess maybe it's her defense mechanism or how she's coping with it is just like mm. kind of being like oh it's not so bad uh but yeah I, I i do think that it, it is showing how. How disturbing it is and just like i mean there's there's even one like throwaway bit where it's revealed that the one guy who's like really rough with her is actually a priest you know mm-hmm. um and it's just like man like yeah the the yeah all of the the men that she encounters and just like every time like one comes in and always chooses her it's mm-hmm. just like oh man it's just awful i like, i i really felt for her at that in, in those moments even if she was like kind of treating it as like kind of a light thing of just like oh yeah this lets me buy Pan au chocolat and you know
2: yeah. eventually
0: then, earn my passage home <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah and then there's just like the whole thing where like she's still not like she's still developing mentally to yeah. where like she still doesn't really refer to what she's doing as anything but like furious jumping like a child would do and then she's like not totally understanding like the way it works and like her place in it and so just like it feels like it's still like treating her like a child and like she doesn't quite get it and then there's also this like kind of like I don't I don't know there's like almost like a soft through line of her being like you know obviously she's like developing cognitively still but they also rate that uh, relate that to like real life mental, you know, divergencies and disabilities. And like, I hate so much, like I started to hate this movie in like the first part where they walk in and he's like, Oh, what a beautiful retard. And you're like, (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. Um, and it just kind of is like that thing. And like later in the film too, they're like, Oh, I wrote it down. In fact, this is, this is the quote that I wrote down. Um, and they, they say that she's like oh yeah, she may have a mental illness. And so it's like, they're also like, along with her being like innocent and a child, they're like, she's not cognitively on the same level as the people she's interacting with. And so it's like, She's being taken advantage of in like multiple ways and it just feels really weird to me where she's like, I don't know, wouldn't you like it if the women chose you? Like she just doesn't even understand like where she is or what's happening to her. You know what I mean? She's just like along for the ride.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, although I will say, though, I think that that was another part that I did enjoy was the you know, when she was starting to like gain an intellect and like, you know, she started reading And I don't know, you just rarely see that in movies where, like, somebody you actually see somebody, like, over the course of time develop intellectually. And, you know, like, I I was joking, uh, partly joking about, like, her discovering capitalism, because that's what I was referring to, (laughs) was that she discovered prostitution, you know, the world's oldest profession. But then, yeah, the the stoicism part is that when she starts reading, it's like that's when she's kind of, I think that's also a way for her to cope, is just like becoming a stoic and um i don't know i guess this is also another personal like uh complex of mine that like i'm i'm kind of attracted to women who are very intellectual and like you know ha- almost like heart of hearts kind <laughs> of. um so yeah w- when she was becoming that woman like i was like oh yeah that's like incredible for her like you know that's uh, uh at least and now she can like push back on these men especially mark <laughs> ruffalo and his like Fucking mm-hmm. like just bitchy, kind of uh, yeah, simping behavior. Uh, Bella, you know, it's like Stella, <laughs> that, but that um, that
2: scene is funny yeah i I honestly even take issue with how much they're like whoring whore you're a whore we're whores this is a whore house and it's just like come on haven't we haven't we progressed a little bit since that and like also the way that like the only person who says cunt in this movie is mark ruffalo in a derogatory way toward her and it's like in contemporary america it's like it's like become like a like a slang thing, you know, like girls are like pussy or they're cunty. And it's like to have it be like twisted back and be like, no, this is still a derogatory term for women is like, come on. Like, we can't even have this. And then for Mark Ruffalo Ugh. to be like, you whoring cunt. It's like, come on. Like, I just felt like it just wasn't funny to me. I don't know. Right. Oh, I'm so mad. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so mad. No, no, go <laughs> off,
0: Kay. You can you can totally go off, you know, I With mean, you yeah. <laughs> it, it Sorry, is like i'm rain.
2: keeping myself warm honestly if you would let me make one more point just on this no thing. go ahead like, yeah please, <laughs> thank please. you thank mm-hmm. you i don't want to hog the conversation but um yeah honestly like with the way that she develops too i think is like i i take a little bit of issue with that because like basically her development is tied toward like how she's interacting with people sexually like every stage of her development mm-hmm. is like a different, you know, like she's having sex with different people doing different things sexually. And so it's like so much of her actualization is just tied to her sexuality. And I think that's not very fair. Mm-hmm. And then she does go on to read and, and stuff too. But like even the scene where she meets the older woman who's like giving her books and like, Oh, read Goethe, you know, and all this stuff and kind of trying to like, take her under her wing like when they introduce that character it's so mean like like she's like oh yeah now that i'm older i care more about what's between my ears than what's between my legs and then her partner (laughs) is like that's one way to console yourself and it's just like jesus christ Um, well i don't
0: necessarily think jared carmichael is her partner
2: no, but, like, her companion.
0: Platonic companion, yeah, yeah. I would say that yeah. But just, yeah. like,
2: that, like, why, like, why do, we, I just, I don't know, it was like that. And then, you know, she has her book taken away from her and it's thrown in the ocean, she's given another one, it's thrown in the ocean...
0: Yeah, um, and then Mark Ruffalo tries to throw uh, Hannah Shagaila into the ocean too, <laughs> yeah, who's Yeah, that like, part was actually funny. <laughs> yeah. Legendary actress, by the way. She's like yeah. in, in all of Fassbender's <laughs> films. And she was also in Werkmeister Harmonies. She's fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah. great
2: film. Um, but yeah, then, like, even the way that Bella's brought onto the boat is, like, as an object. She's, like, put into a trunk and, like, transported as if she's, like, not even a human being. Yeah, and, and
0: then, again, it's, like, a new trap for her because exactly. now she's moving, but, like, she can't leave because it's just ocean all around.
2: <laughs> right. She's in a prison all over again. Ah! Um, but then I feel like her development... Okay, so she she does gain autonomy by the end of the film. She kind of... But my problem with that is she, so the whole, I think the core of my problem with this film is that yes, it's based on a book, but it's based on a book written by, it's a film adaptation, by a man of a book by a man of what it means for a woman to realize herself and it's Uh. like who are either of you to say and then the fact that like the screenplay or like adaptation was also done by a man it's like you're writing a film or you're making a film about what it means to become a woman and like you don't know what you're talking about and so it kind of shows through in the film because by the end of it she basically becomes her father like the only route for her is to take on the role of the man who oppressed her and to continue the oppression like by the end of it she's doing to men what was done to her and it's just like a continuation of the cycle and like we're supposed to feel like better for her because now she has the upper hand on men but it's really just like a perpetuation of the cycle of abuse and patriarchy and it just does not feel good to me at all mm-hmm. <laughs> help me wow go off
0: k <laughs> just go off um i, I am <laughs> but yeah, uh, are you? Do you have more to add? Uh, I mean,
2: honestly, I have three pages of notes, but I'm going to pause there. <laughs> All right. Well,
0: I'll just say to what you just said just now this is why we have you as a guest on the show. <laughs> show over. <laughs> bye bye. No, just kidding. Um, yeah, we, we got to end it on that mic drop. Uh, okay, oh, no. doing Holy. a mic drop. No, um no, I'm absolutely not that to be
2: aggressive, like, No, no, it
0: th- that, that's not it. I mean, that's like the surface of what you're saying. What the the depth of what you're saying is actually more interesting to me because it's that is the thing. You have that perspective that me and Steve could never have, you know, because that's your experience, you know. We've never experienced the world as a woman uh and probably never will. <laughs> I don't know. It sucks. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, so you you can speak to that, and yeah, I I was thinking that the more you like kept on bringing up your objections about the film, I was like, wait a minute, yeah, it's written by Alistair Gray, the book was written by Alistair Gray, uh, Tony McNamara adapted it, and Yorgos Lanthimos is is making it. Um, so yeah, I I definitely that definitely is something that that yeah I I I can't speak to because you know it, it's outside of my experience, so. I guess that kind of reveals or implies, from my experience, even though I, I'm stressing that the movie really is more to me about the craft than than the the, the subject matter itself. Like it could have been actually about anything, <laughs> and that's kind of dismissive. But, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like Lanthimos could make a movie about, like you know, um, uh, like uh, a a breakup and a relationship and it could be in a totally different time and you know Mm -hmm. if he was operating like this it would still be a great movie like that's just how i feel about like you know i guess being an altorist like it's just like you can still be at the peak of your powers even if like the film itself doesn't quite match it in terms of subject matter Mm -hmm. um and yeah all the points you've made like you know i've only pushed back on a couple because yeah i i really do feel that what yeah what you're saying is valid you know it really is like i I think all your objections to it like i think yeah you're not alone you know i I feel that way and it's also it's weird with this release date like i'm only getting like trickles of people's reactions to the movie but yeah i uh, that is one thing that like i guess i want to monitor as it progresses of just like how men and women are are reacting to it and is it like more men are like liking it and then the women are not you know it's Mm -hmm. like yeah I'm really curious and yeah actually even yeah like it's a weird aside like to see if there is a woman who actually likes this movie favorably and maybe interviewing them (laughs) like just you know curious
2: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah
0: because yeah all you're saying right now like yeah it it definitely makes sense it's definitely a projection of a man of several men filtered (laughs) you know thrice (laughs) over um and, yeah, and to have, like, a female protagonist and then it's it's all based on how the men view her is, yeah, that that is definitely going to rub people the wrong way, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially Go women.
2: I, I do um, want to say, though, that, like, my issue isn't to do with, like the sex I and I don't I feel like I need to just stay that say that because like I don't want it to come off wrong like I have no problem with sex in films like I said I think that this is like incredibly brave and I have so much respect for Emma Stone to take this rule and I think it's great I just think that like all like I like you said all of the pieces are there for this to be a really good film just the core of it of like what it's doing it doesn't connect i don't like it but like all (laughs) like aesthetically and everything like i don't have any problem with it in fact i liked a lot of the ways that the technical elements of the film suited the story like the fisheye lens and sometimes it was like just kind of enclosed around her as if she was like trapped and sometimes it was like expansive so that she was like very distant from like Um, Mark Ruffalo on the other side of the room and like express their different so I think that like a lot of the function like a lot of the form of it is really good and I agree with you there so like I just wanted to state that it's not coming from like a prudential standpoint
0: no yeah because that is another thing I wrote down was just like you know there's this increasing trend especially on, on film twitter uh, at least la- when I was last there that you know it's it's like an argument that keeps coming up like kind of like Scorsese versus Marvel kind of bullshit it's like the boring debate so one is that a lot of people especially like I guess people on TikTok have been pushing back on sex scenes in movies is like why is it necessary you know
2: mm. and, and I agree and, with that I think it's not a lot of the time but it oh makes you, sense you do so
0: you, you fall under that yeah it's like oh I just mean, show like the clothes on the floor. Yeah yeah, I mean, there is a possibility of it being gratuitous, but I guess for me that that was I guess uh, something that I admired from this film that it was just mm-hmm. so brash about it that it's like, well, yeah, if you if you hate gratuitous sex scenes, like here's all of it in your face. Like you right. know, just yeah, I kind of like transgressive things too. I guess mm-hmm. that's another aspect mm. of my taste is just like to challenge people and make them uncomfortable. Um, so I think the movie was successful. I mean, obviously, Kay, you, you ha- you're very passionate. You have a lot of <laughs> feelings about this film. Yeah,
1: and I feel like Kay's not alone. I feel like there is a subgroup out there that yeah. is like would rock and roll with everything that Kay is saying. Oh, yeah. Um, for sure. Even though it's like it can be a little intimidating because I think just looking at like the early the ratings on, um, letterbox I think it's it's got a four point three average and on yeah, and pretty IMDb, insane yeah. Yeah. and on IMDB it's got an eight point five out of ten average Ooh, right wow. now. Wow,
0: yeah. For IMDB that's why, yeah. So
1: so people initially are really loving the movie. So mm-hmm. yeah, I imagine I imagine if you're in that subgroup that's like that like does not like it, it's it can be a little bit like what is going on? Like why are people yeah. liking this movie? And I imagine, like, that experience is a little bit trippy. Yeah,
0: well, let's ask Kay. So, like, in those two screenings that you went to, what was, like, the, the temperature of the room? Were people, like, enjoying it or...?
2: Yeah, and like, there were a couple of moments where like, I was a little bit like, perturbed. Like, I mean, obviously, it's a comedy. And I admit, there were parts that I definitely laughed at. Like I said, like, when he tries to like, push the woman off the boat, like that part is very (laughs) funny. And like, the crowd was very invested. It was a sold out show. Um, You know, it was people were engaged. There was a lot of laughter. But there was laughter at times that like felt very kind of like questionable or inappropriate to me, like, near the end, where she's like back with her husband who she'd escaped from, which, which that whole cycle of like her being like her being reborn, essentially and emancipating herself and gaining all of this just to fall back in the same cycle of abusive men is like just it's whole a whole other thing. But anyway, in that scene, they're like sitting at the dinner table. And he's like, if you leave, I'll shoot you, I'll shoot you in the head and she's mm-hmm. like, "Will you shoot me in the front or the back of the head?" And he's like, "I'll shoot you in the back of the head to make sure you're walking away." And the theater erupted in laughter, and I was like, "That is domestic abuse. That is terrible." And the theater's like, "This is hilarious." And I'm just wow. like, you "Yeah, guys that's are a weird one." Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah I, I thought it would be something else, but that—that that was yeah. I did not get that laugh in in. I was getting 3, laughs yeah.
2: throughout, but like that one was like the one where I was like very kind of upset, and I. think I think that... Throughout, like I think one of my other issues with the film is people are like, "Oh, this is like the coming of the new age of feminism," and I'm like, "If this is feminism, (laughs) we need to burn feminism down and start over. Like, (laughs) this is not it.
0: (laughs) Burn your bras again, ladies.
2: (laughs) Burn all of it. Oh, but really quickly on the nudity thing, I think that part of what makes it like I I don't have a problem with it or anything, or like the the scenes of sex because like the men are treated just as they're they're sort of the same like you see just as much dicks as you do like you know ch- like bare chests and then the fact that like you never actually well you see Emma Stone nude from the waist down once but you never see her like full body and then when she's mm-hmm. nude from the waist down she has like a full bush so you don't really see anything yeah
0: um, I think because also you know to get the I mean yeah and also you know the the carpet to match the drapes you know oh my thing. god <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, that's true, though. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, so I think that it's like the balance there is I'm okay with it. But yeah. Mm Okay. Okay. But that's yeah. that were my. The first screening was quiet, and then the second screening was like a much more raucous, but like kind of questionable.
0: Wow! And <laughs> yeah. did you see it in the same theater or two different theaters?
2: Two different theaters.
0: Oh, okay. So it's like a different part of town, so different <laughs> crowd. Oh, interesting. Different time okay. of
2: day too. The first one I saw was like the of super late show, um, and then the second one was like a packed house at like six o'clock. So
0: oh wow okay all right well yeah i i mean i'm definitely gonna be watching this movie again um (laughs) probably um yeah i wasn't under the influence because i had to drive to go see it um but like (laughs) this time around i definitely will because i'm it's probably gonna play at the theater near me that i can I can get high and drive home. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, because it's only like five minutes away. But, uh, but yeah, I, I'm curious to see how the OC crowd, like, reacts to this movie. Because, you know, it was very L.A. Like, I saw it in Burbank and uh, a lot of hipsters. Um, and I don't know. It's every time I go to L.A. now, it feels like it's a different planet to me. And, mm-hmm. like, um, there's just this weird, like, I I mean, I always got this even when I was younger. Just, like, this kind of sycophantic atmosphere <laughs> i feel in la where everybody's always just like looking over you know other people's shoulder to like see if there's somebody worth talking about or something like that like, i don't know it's just like that's that's just mm-hmm. the experience i get from la where everybody's just like a fan of bigger people you know like <laughs> and then they kind of orbit around that um yeah, so um yeah, I mean we can probably wrap it up soon uh, unless K you have more to get off your chest.
2: I mean honestly, this. I have I feel like I could talk about different elements of this for a while, but I don't okay. know like how much more time we have.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say uh, since we're we are approaching the three hour mark, let's mm. just write it out. Let's like, what, so what else have you you got? Um, sure,
2: I mean, I'll just do like kind of, I guess, like a, a rapid fire of a couple things, and then we can discuss. Rapid um, fire. So- right, let's <laughs> go. Pop pop pop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so uh kind of touching back to when she is doing sex work um there's like a lot of weird commentary around that but i thought it was funny where like she's going to the socialist meeting and she's like i'm my own means of production and i thought that that was kind of funny but then it's like a little bit frustrating when later they undermine it because she's like we're just machines that you feed with with chocolate and like nice wishes or whatever and so it's like it's kind of objectifying her right. against her, her. She's like trying to like, oh, I'm, I'm owning myself. And then it's like, nope, actually you're owned by somebody else. So there's like yeah. that part of it. Um, and then, yeah, so then there's like the stuff with the older woman that was a little bit upsetting. Oh yeah, one thing I hadn't touched on yet was the second woman who is reanimated in the house. Um, I forget her name. Do you know who I'm talking about?
1: The actress is Margaret Qualey, but yeah, the character was, um, let's see if we can find it here.
2: Well, while you look it up, um, that was like a little bit frustrating to me too because basically it like creates this sort of differentiation between the two women. Like they come from essentially the same place, and the only difference is like the amount of interaction they get from men. So like even like the Mm -hmm. Willem Dafoe God character is like, "Oh no, I messed up with Bella, so I'm just going to abuse the second girl." Like my father abused me. I think that's the best choice. And I get that there's like a commentary in that, but you don't really. See her like become emancipated the way that Bella is like she kind of just ends up being like a housemaid and like at the end they're like seltzer so water please and she like goes to get it you know like she's just kind of treated yeah, as like a it's creature kinda... <laughs>
1: yeah oh, and head. yeah and and you, you're left with oh yeah so her character's name was Felicity oh thank you um, mm. but yeah but you're yeah you're kind of left with okay so now is is Bella now just going to dominate everybody and, and exactly. rule the roost with an iron fist? Um, yeah. Yeah.
2: She she really does just take on her father's role at the end. Like she she does the experimentation to put the goat brain into her um her abusive husband or ex husband, which I think was was very funny. Yeah, it's also I found it funny. Like, but it's also just like it ties in this idea of like of like the surgery being like a means of control or possession or like making mm. another person submit to you. So it's like this idea of like a balance of power where like she's 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 flexing this power over the guy that was put on her and doing it to this other woman but like she's special because she's sexual like i i don't know what other difference there really is other than like the men's emotional investment in her rather than felicity so like i didn't really know how i was supposed to understand that character or like what her function is except to be like oh no bella is the real woman she's the one who's actually experienced things and felicity is just like the woman husk who stays in the house and will get you seltzer water like and it's just like what what and um i don't know it was so that was one other thing i just don't Mm -hmm. understand um and then yeah the stuff with like her abusive husband that she goes back to is just so problematic and i know that that's like a thing (laughs) that's the point though i know. (laughs) yeah but yeah they're sorry yeah
0: he's a monster (laughs) he is a monster he is and it's Mm -hmm. it's
2: very and that's that's part of the thing too is like it's it's interesting that this was pitched as like in the trailers and everything it's like oh a woman seeking her means of you know freedom and it's like pitching it to be this whole like <laughs> she's hybrid.
0: curling around running right. through the studio. exactly mm. and
2: she's like my name is bella baxter and there's a world to circumnavigate and it's like you think that it's gonna be this whole thing and then when you really get... <laughs> sorry i'm like trashing this movie now no, no i love it <laughs> but like when These you get great into points. it <laughs> yeah but, like, when you get into it, it's just, like, it's it's really undermining of a lot of these things. And it's just, like, I, 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 I don't understand, like, where the feminism is in it. And it's just, like, it's, like, liberation for what? And, and it just kind of feels like, I don't know. I don't get, like, where this – I forgot where my train of thought was going with that because I did that impression and I made myself laugh. <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> well, I just want to add it – yeah, just, just hearing you kind of break it down, it had me kind of... Yeah, That the movie could almost be like an Adam Sandler-style rom-com.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that shit. Oh, my you God. Know,
1: <laughs> by putting it through this very beautiful artistic and, like, um, this other filter, it mm-hmm. makes it kind of confusing. Whereas, whereas if this was a straight-ahead... If, if this was, uh, you know, Jennifer Aniston stars as Bella, <laughs> oh and God. Adam Sandler is, is in there, and like yeah. that's what the movie is.
0: Yeah, Adam Sandler is Mark Ruffalo's part oh for my sure. God. <laughs> and
1: it's like this crazy rom-com thing that ends up where, yeah, of course she's gonna put her ex's brain in the goat, and that's gonna be played for a huge laugh at the <laughs> end.
0: You know, Adam Sandler has a famous goat skit too. Like it's oh, that's on uh, funny. on one of his albums. Yeah, it's oh, one of his right. comedy albums. Yeah. yeah, it's such a funny skit too. He <laughs> plays the goat, obviously.
2: <laughs> oh, and oh, I remember man. my train of thought. Mm-hmm. cool oh yeah, it was basically just like um so it's it's supposed to be a, a film made like for women audiences right but like there's not really anything for women in the film like like all mm. of the depictions of women's experiences like we kind of said are like from a man's perspective, but there's not really any resolution to that like for example, like as somebody who has experienced, being in an abusive relationship and stuff and like having to like see that and hear that and like it it, it's you you know it's hard to watch stuff like that and not like relive your own experience a little bit and so it's like if this is for women and you're like showing these things like it just it just felt like it wasn't really for women at all like it felt like a lot of the film was made to be a women but not necessarily for women mm-hmm. and it just kind of like that's that's i think where i was getting to with the trailer where it pitches it out as one thing and then it does something like very different where it's sure. like
0: well I, I think uh i keep mentioning disney because you know searchlight pictures is now owned by disney but i think that was that was definitely them like is doing this technically a, a of, disney movie <laughs> oh yeah it totally is a disney movie it's made with disney money yeah it's funny too because there's wow. a parallel with uh, james cameron because I think uh, uh, Lanthimos and Cameron both had, like, kind of sweetheart deals with with Fox. And, like, when Disney acquired Fox, they basically were forced to, like, honor their deals. <laughs> so, because I don't know if they have, like, ironclad contracts or whatever. But, yeah, it's like, this. so it's funny that, you know, because the favorite was with Fox Searchlight when it was still owned by Fox. And then, yeah, this is now with Searchlight Pictures. they removed the Fox part. So Disney is still, yeah, it's like, yeah, probably one of the darkest Disney movies ever made, <laughs> if you want to put it like that, you know? That's um, funny.
2: That's about all I had, though.
0: Oh, oh yeah, well, okay, let me flip it to you then, like, in the way that Steve kind of repurposed the movie as an Adam Sandler movie. What, to UK would be <laughs> this movie if it was actually good for you? Like, what, what would the movie need to do to basically be a good movie?
2: yeah i think um well it would have to you would kind of have to like take it apart and reanimate it um you have to like (laughs) reconstruct it as as something else because i think that i think that the ultimate purpose of it isn't really to like give women a sense of like Fulfillment. I mean, I hate to compare it to like Barbie movie because they're completely different. But I mean, in terms of like how I walked out of Barbie movie feeling, like how I felt and I felt like affirmed and I felt seen and I felt like, you know, like encouraged and like, okay, my experience is being validated and like seen and like for the hurt and for the joy. And blah, and then I walk out of this and I'm just like, okay, like my worth is between my legs. And when I'm, you know, when I'm old and wrinkled, I guess that's that you know and it's just like it didn't leave any lasting impression of like making me feel like I had like my experiences had been acknowledged in any way that was like productive it just kind of felt like it was being used to tell a story about a woman being fucked to life and it was just like
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man what a coarse way of putting it (laughs) I mean yeah it's to the point Yeah, the
1: pull quote of of the pod yeah
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, put it on know. the poster. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be like too angry about it, but it's just like I nah, think you'd, you'd kind like... of have to like re reformat it because I think I think what it's trying to do is is satirize women's experiences in a way that it's so absurd that you can kind of like make them fantastical and laugh at them a little bit and like I get that's part of the point, but it just doesn't it doesn't do anything to like better women's relationships with themselves or each other or men like it kind of ends with like men and women still being like very divided like you're either being oppressed by men or you're oppressing men and it just kind of feels like mm. it doesn't really i so it's 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 hard to say like how a rom-com is a great solution but like in terms of like what i would do i would just scrap it <laughs>
0: Mm, gotcha. just don't make the pieces. movie at all
2: <laughs> yeah i mean okay. just scrap all the dialogue keep the visuals and uh <laughs> yeah okay
0: i watched a silent version of of poor things yeah for sure I don't know. yeah
2: it's kind of hard to say
0: <laughs>
1: yeah well it kind of reminded me of like classic stories like siddhartha or like the alchemist where it's like you have a character that's kind of going on a journey and it's kind of as part of their journey there is some like sexual um exploration oh, really? I didn't know the,
0: al- mm. the alchemist had that I never read awakening. it awakening so. I'm kind of fr- yeah.
1: I I might be misremembering that but it, yeah. it definitely it's an oprah recommended book so <laughs> definitely yeah like, every yeah. frat guy just like has it just like unlocked <laughs> but um but definitely in Siddhartha I think there's like an element of you know just go if you're going on some kind of per- personal growth journey and one stop on there is the sexual liberation but there's other, yeah, sp- but
0: it's different for men and women. I, I think there as K has really like that. yeah, and,
1: and and there's other stops in Siddhartha of like exploring money and exploring other things, exploring meditation, um, and and all so right. it felt like this movie. What could have maybe made it better is if it seems like it was all the sex stuff, and it's like if there was if they could have teased out a little more, maybe some of those other areas of growth and have it right. maybe feel a little more balanced. Because, yeah, the sex block is definitely the largest chunk, and especially when coming off of the premise of this is a a, a, a baby brain. It's, it's mm-hmm. you know, it's like you, you kind of yeah. have to get... Like, I didn't start feeling comfortable watching it until I was a little more, okay, I think she's an adult now. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. you
0: know. Right, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think a big part of it is to make you uncomfortable yeah. like uh, that, that's I, I wouldn't say that's what i enjoy about it because i'm not a masochist but like um yeah that, why that definitely doesn't
2: want to make you uncomfortable like to what end
0: true that's a good question to ask and i think it's it's better to be a rhetorical question <laughs> to actually be answered. <laughs> okay. uh yeah because uh yeah i mean that it even just having this discussion with you, Kay, like, I feel like it, it is making me reflect a little bit on... Because, uh, yeah, I did not like the Barbie movie, and <laughs> Steve, you and I yeah. talked about it in a previous episode. Yeah. Uh, but, again, not I'm not a woman, us. so it's like, yeah, it's not for me. But, yeah, this one... It's made by men, and is it for me? And, like, am I, like, secretly a misogynist or anti-feminist? I don't know
2: (laughs) what what it reveals about me. It doesn't have to be taken that far. Like, I don't want it to... And I I always get scared talking about stuff like this because I'm not trying to be, like, man-bashing or anything. No,
0: no, for (laughs) sure. No, I was was being facetious. I wasn't really, like, serious about it. But, like, I mean... Uh, I, I guess I want to ask you that too. Is like, do you feel like you look at people differently if they say they like this movie or they say like it's their favorite movie? Like, would you I <laughs> kind mean... of, uh,
2: if you Give said it eye. was your favorite movie, I would have questions about why, but I wouldn't like dislike you. I would just be curious because honestly, there are a couple people on Letterboxd who I like know personally and have known for years, and there's one person who said that this might be one of his favorite movies of the 2020s, and like I had to like take a moment, um, but I don't <laughs> think any less of him. I just want to know sure. why. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So that's that. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, yeah, because I've already kind of expressed that this is my favorite 2023 movie. Uh, but time will tell if it's going to be part of the decade. That's a little too soon for me. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I would never like use it as a means of judging somebody's character. I'm just curious about it. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, in general, that's a good rule of thumb. I think not to judge people by their taste. Although, you know, I I've brought this up in the past. Like, I just don't like people who who say they love uh the last jedi like i just don't believe it like it's just such a bad movie like i don't know and they're not real star wars fans like that's just how i feel like nobody who's a real star wars fan would love the last jedi that's my only exception but otherwise yeah i mean you know diversity of opinion and taste like you know i don't want everybody's taste to reflect mine you know actually yeah that's why i welcome you know challenging it and then also um yeah opinions that are different from mine and you've definitely expressed things that I never really thought about like while I was writing my notes because I was just like enjoying the movie you know (laughs) like and I guess I wasn't taking it uh, well because it was outside of my experience it was more like I guess I was just enjoying it as like kind of a thing that existed in not anything that I could qualify in the real world I would say yeah so that's really mm-hmm, it yeah. like it's like some fantasy and yeah it is a very disturbing and uncomfortable fantasy <laughs> um, but yeah I just never reflected it in in terms of of reality and like what what's going on outside and like people's experiences and obviously that's something that we all bring to what we watch is our, our mm-hmm. own experiences and it clearly had an effect on UK <laughs> and, and brought up some things that you probably didn't want to bring up you know <laughs> um but yeah so it goes
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's living um yeah yeah I mean I'm glad that you enjoyed it and I I think that one of the one of the most important things that I've learned about myself through film and that I continue to try to learn about myself through film is my perspective like what is the lens that I'm bringing to this because it's like you have to consider the lens of the filmmaker you know the way that they see it the way that they want you to see it and then what you're bringing to it and how those overlap to give you what you feel what you see Mm -hmm. so it's like just trying to take time to understand that like yeah those things are going to affect me and like when i see you know or when i hear certain things it is going to make me feel this way and so it's like i have to understand that um Mm -hmm. and it doesn't always like it's not always like detrimental to the film sometimes it's just like oh this is i'm feeling this way because this is happening you know um so yeah i think that's always important
0: yeah. And, um, you know, just to tie it into my Scott take of giving a recommendation, like, I am really <laughs> curious how you will view this film again in the context, in the larger context of, your, of Yorgos Lanthimos's work. And mm-hmm. my recommendation is actually to go backwards. So start with the favorite and then killing of the sacred deer, then the lobster, then... uh. uh <laughs> Dogtooth I think yeah that's how he jumped like he made like massive jumps in his filmography or no it was Alps and then Dogtooth I think or no Alps was after Dogtooth so yeah it's it's crazy how his is and and just like how he improves from film to film like that that was really the thing that carried me through um but yeah like for sure i'm i'm curious what your perspective will be going backwards and revisiting his other work and maybe yeah you just realize you fucking hate and his 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 way that he portrays women in his movies you know (laughs) because uh yeah there's definitely a consistency there (laughs) i'll Mm. just say that uh (laughs) less about the innocence though other than dog tooth but um the others yeah there's definitely like it it, it's a very much a male perspective of women i feel um even with like the favorite being like it's you know three female leads that basically dominate the whole film Mm -hmm. um uh but yeah, like uh there's definitely still that perspective and yeah, you brought it up, Kay. So it's like <laughs> I'm glad that you brought that to the show and that's what I was saying earlier when uh I was in the the fake ending of the show is really when the mic drop, <laughs> That's why, you know, we have you as a guest. Because you you bring you. this perspective that if, if Steve and I just did the show uh together alone like yeah i mean i i almost feel like steve i might have even imposed myself too much on you and you might have questioned like oh should i not be uncomfortable with this movie should i like it more you know kind of thing Mm -hmm. um but no i think uh k was a very sobering presence for us for this movie so (laughs) yeah we appreciate your presence
2: Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. And I do always like appreciate, you know, I, I, I don't want it to ever come off as like men should never make wom- movies about women. <laughs> I think that it's all, you know, it's valuable and everything. It's just you got to be conscious about what you're doing. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. thank you so much for inviting me on to talk about this. I'm glad I could. Oh, absolutely. We had such a lively discussion. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Kay, do you got a couple more minutes for one more segment?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I have as much time as you need.
0: All right, okay. Well, until the we've passed the 3-hour mark, so I think we're good. Let's see how, how far right, we can cool. go. All right. All right.
1: Yeah, here we go. Um so we end some some of our episodes with a trivia game called Oh
3: fun. The game, the game. Don't blow with the-
1: and so we actually prepared, <laughs> prepared a game for you during the summer, during the James Bending episode, but that pod also went four hours plus, so we decided that we, we didn't have enough time. So we're bringing it back. So the way the game works, okay, is mm-hmm. you're going to get three movies. With each movie, you're going to get seven clues. Uh, the, the clues will include the uh, year and genre, actors in the movie, director, taglines, etc., and um, if you get the movie on the first clue, you get seven points. Get on the second clue, six points. So on down. Perfect score is twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Just to run down our leaderboard, Amanda, shout out to Amanda. She got a twenty. That's um, wow. That's that score is going to be studied for years. Uh, incredible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Only one mistake. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: and then yeah, we have Kai with a sixteen, Jacob fourteen, Bill Scurry thirteen. J.R. Thirteen Carlo with a twelve. Okay, I'm the lowest. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, but um. Okay. So and then the the other thing here there there's usually a theme the film. So so if you can figure that out yeah, as you, as you go, sometimes that's helpful. And mm-hmm. you, you get to pick some uh, some music. So would you okay. like um, in the background? Would you like music from Over the Garden Wall, from Crash, from Predator? Or from, um, uh, would you like some like heroic music?
2: <laughs> um, I think I'm ready to be a hero. Oh. I think I'm ready to give it my all. I'm ready to turn up. I'm about to be the hero of the hour. Let's go. <laughs> Watch me crash and okay. burn. That will be so funny.
0: Love this. <laughs> Famous last words. Okay, here we go.
1: Okay.
2: This is my hero moment.
1: Your first film for seven points. Okay. Is a mm-hmm. 2017 drama horror mystery.
2: Okay.
1: Do you have a? You that's got, all I've got. Yeah, that's all.
2: Oh, oh! I was waiting for <laughs> more. Is this timed? No. No. Okay. Unless
0: we run out of time yeah. on the recording, oh, but yeah, was, okay. Yeah, that's the only pressure you have, Kate. It's
2: 2017 like 2017. This could cut off
0: at any point. <laughs> drama horror, horror mystery.
1: mystery. Yeah.
2: Um. I'm trying to think about what even came out in 2017. Trauma, horror, mystery. Uh, could I get another clue? Sure.
1: Yes, for six points. Uh, mm-hmm. a- Alicia Silverstone is in this movie. <laughs> and okay, and if uh, I, if I'm I have... giving you, okay, yeah.
2: No, please finish your thought.
1: Oh, I was gonna say if I'm giving you a big name this early um it's usually uh this this big name is playing a, a minor role
0: yeah okay so she's not the star of the movie
2: okay um i'm terrible with actresses names so i'm just trying to think of who she is <laughs> oh my god so you've oh. never seen clueless she, she's
1: in oh. clueless
2: yeah that's her her
0: claim to fame is is clueless
2: oh okay okay but that's not the movie no drama horror mystery no um (laughs) no uh okay that's helpful i'm just terrible with names i'm terrible with actors names okay uh okay give me one more clue okay (laughs) all right because i'm clueless all right (laughs) right.
1: (laughs) there you go perfect this should help you. For five points, the director is your ghost Lanthimos.
2: Oh, oh. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. Oh, wait. Is it Killing of a Sacred Deer?
1: Correct. Killing of the Sacred oh. Deer 2017 okay. drama right. horror mystery? Yeah. She,
0: okay. Yeah. She played uh, Barry Keoghan's mom. All right. Nice. I know oh, I you.
2: haven't seen that in so long. Honestly, I wouldn't right. have even known anyway.
0: Nice. Yeah. All
1: right. Okay. Here we go. For your second film, hey you. Okay. You're doing great. So you, you already have a five Thanks. in the, in the bank. You're, you're That's pretty good. That's awesome. It's a great start. Your second film is a 2010 biography. Okay. Biography, drama, history. Mm. 2010. Uh, Take it back to 2010. Bio drama. And you can make uh, a wrong guess like. Like you can guess, you know, Spartacus, if you want. You know.
2: Biography, drama, <laughs> history. Is it? Did Lincoln come out that year? I feel like that was 2010.
1: All right.
0: I, I believe that was 2012. Okay. Oh, fuck. Yeah.
1: <laughs> for for six points, Helena Bottom Carter is in this movie. Helena Bottom.
2: I only know her from Harry Potter. Just kidding, but that's what I, that's what comes to mind first. Cool, cool, yeah. Um, uh, in a history film,
0: biography,
2: d- a yeah. history biography, biography film. Yeah. I need another clue. Okay. let's go. Here we Leah. go. <laughs> for,
1: for five points, the tagline is, "It takes leadership to confront a nation's fear." It takes friendship to conquer your own.
0: What? (laughs) That's a long-ass tagline. It takes
1: leadership to confront a nation's fear. It takes friendship to conquer your own. Pretty good clues in there.
2: Okay. Helena Bottom Carter, 2010. Uh... Biography drama about a leader who needs a friend. Starkle.
1: Nation's um, fear, friendship, yeah. You're right.
3: You're-
2: oh well, what nation isn't led by fear, am I right? Um <laughs> True. <laughs> um, okay, well we're 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 clinging on to the friendship bit here. a, a f- leadership friend. <laughs> and it's not and it's not Lincoln. <laughs> um
0: friends <laughs> 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 for sure. Fuck. Um
2: yeah. <laughs> Uh I am like struggling to even think about what movies came out in 2010. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a leader trying to find his voice oh, with a friend. Oh my god. Oh, wait, is it the king's speech?
1: King's speech, correct.
2: What the fuck? Oh,
1: wow. For <laughs> another <laughs> nine like, five. That's the
2: only, like, thing I can think of that has to do with, like, a leader voice or, oh, like, anything. Yeah.
1: Oh, Incredible. The king's speech. Mm-hmm. So you're already at a ten. That you're Wait, but what's
2: the theme supposed to be then? Oh my god! We, <laughs> okay. we
1: say that if if you get a twelve, you've done great. So you're you're okay. because I'm <laughs> the oh low god. bar. Rolling. I set the bar. <laughs> I feel
2: like I feel like I was just like touched by grace to get that answer. I don't know where <laughs> I got that. That's amazing. Okay, okay yeah, let's somewhere go out there. Three. You oh see if you can yeah. b-
1: break it home. We're, we're going all the way back. My
2: palms are sweating, you guys. (laughs) For
1: seven points.
2: She's feeling the
1: tension. 1990. Action, comedy, crime.
2: (laughs) 1990. I feel like that's so many '90s movies. Though. I know, right? <laughs> action, <laughs> yeah. comedy, crime. Action,
1: comedy,
0: crime was big. Yeah. You're right in this era. Yeah, oh yeah. That, the '90s were that decade for action, comedy, crime. Man. Literally, <laughs> yeah. so many. Yeah. Yeah, every, yeah. Every movie
1: had had like a mob p- subplot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> action, comedy,
0: crime. Yeah. Or the the buddy cop movie that was like mm-hmm. a, a thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Lethal Weapon really exploded that in the late 80s. But, yeah, it it came to roost in the 90s. Okay. I, like,
2: oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: Uh, yeah. So, yeah, action, comedy, crime. Do Do you need another clue? Do you you have a guess? I I have have a guess,
2: but I'm almost certain it's wrong because I don't think it's a comedy. But, like, the only thing that comes to mind is, like, Boys in the Hood, and I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> You're awesome. right about the year oh, I wish it was Poison the Hood And
2: dude
0: that scene where, where, where um, Cuba Gooding Jr. is punching the air Oh my god that's hilarious yeah. I don't like, know man. Okay.
2: That's the only thing that I could think of That's the only movie my brain could pull Okay, okay. All right. So that's wrong Okay. okay. Um, Next
1: for six points <laughs>
2: Definitely fits with the theme too yeah. For six points
1: right. in this movie Is Penelope Ann Miller
0: Oh wow! Okay, um, I don't know what this is. She's
2: can I, I get a little, can I get a little, uh, get a little uh, phone a friend and ask who she is? Oh sure.
1: <laughs> Let's see, Penelope. Let me see if I can figure out what what else.
0: Well, f- I I guess this was a movie from '93 that was a crime movie. She was in um, Carlito's Way with Al Pacino. She was the lead in that. She was actually like I actually thought she was the lead in Mulholland Drive because she looks so much like naomi she watts. She does
1: look like Naomi Watts. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um Okay, I have seen Carlito's way, but I don't remember her in that The
0: love interest, yeah. Okay.
2: Um I'm going to I I don't have a okay. guess. Okay.
1: Cool. All right. F- uh for for 5 points, let's go with the tagline. As an undercover cop, he's in a class by himself.
3: What the fuck?
2: Uh, <laughs> um. Uh, I, ha- I see the thing is I haven't seen every movie too so there's sure. a good chance that like I just don't know <laughs> what this is like I well, well
0: uh, trying to think what the link is yeah, between the two previous movies that might help yeah there's a
1: theme yeah. so you got kill- killing of a sacred Troubled deer middle-aged men? you have king speech <laughs> yeah
2: <sighs> um what was the tagline again
1: as an undercover cop he's in a class by himself
2: um
0: I thought I had an idea of what this was but maybe I'm wrong I don't know what this is
2: <laughs> did you did you like look at my letterbox ahead of time to see if I've seen this movie or is this just made up Like, is there a chance that I, like, no, I'm just, I'm just wondering, like, is there a chance that I haven't seen this because I have no idea. Right.
1: Is there a, is, is there a way to search your films to like see, um,
0: I guess if you, if you look up the movie and you follow Kay, you'll see if she's rated it or not. Yeah. Um, I mean,
2: like, I'm just, I'm just wondering, well, I mean, okay. So uh, the short of it is I don't have an answer based on the tagline, but I'm just wondering like if I've even seen it.
0: Oh, I okay. Still yeah. Gotta okay. Let's in. see if it um, shows. Give me another clue. Yeah, I'm gonna check right now if she's seen this movie that I think it is. All right. Um, for yeah. four let's points. Yeah, let's
2: keep going, Steve. For, 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 yeah,
1: keep okay. going,
0: Yeah, keep going. let's go back to uh, let's
1: get some Predator.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I've lost my hero right. music. Yeah. This is going downhill yeah. fast. Okay. So, <laughs> for, for
1: four points, uh, this movie's directed okay. by Ivan Reitman.
2: What the. Ivan, Ivan Reitman? I don't know who that is.
0: <laughs> Ghostbusters? Um What else is he directed? Um uh, Oh, so I'm wrong. I don't even know what this movie oh, well, is. I yeah, was trying to look up something. You
2: know this
1: I don't think Kay has logged this movie. That's so interesting. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, so this is like
2: this is expert mode. I need to know <laughs> Okay. Okay. Like um, big
1: picture I, zeitgeist. I didn't pull like a uh, deep cut.
0: Okay. Hmm. Oh, I'm wondering what this movie is. So yeah. Okay. Man. So
2: the director of Ghostbusters, starring Penelope Ann Miller, about an <laughs> undercover cop. That's an action crime comedy from 1990.
0: Oh my yes. god! And now no one.
1: That's is. that's oh really god. like your summary is like there's only one answer now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I I don't. Okay. I I, yeah, no K has idea. not. It does movie. not star okay. Penelope
1: and Miller. Oh, see, I'm yeah, already. Yeah, she's she's a minor facts. role. All right. Um, okay. Okay. So Here.
2: I I you might yeah, get give it. Me another hint. You might I, get I it know.
1: on this this next one. This movie stars Arnold Schwarzenegger for three yeah. points. Oh, this Arnie. movie stars Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah.
2: Arnie. Okay, I know a little bit of his filmography. Okay. okay. <laughs> so. Okay, um. So let me guess. It's not Terminator. <laughs> kidding, that's <laughs> um, that's
0: gonna be part of our nineteen eighty four uh, season yeah. next year. Um,
2: is it? Can I? Can I? Is it like, in the Terminator series? <laughs> uh,
1: for, no. for for two or for two points. Um,
2: oh
3: no! Yeah, um,
1: <laughs> it's the movie. Um, it's two words the first word it's a grade oh, the no. second word is cop
2: like a letter grade like like b plus cop <laughs> i can't believe you still can't
0: get it b plus cop oh my god
1: i wish it was b plus cop
0: oh man b plus cop it's like a, what is that michael keaton uh, movie a one good cop
1: uh, no like like um like a grade of of school, like a class.
2: Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's funny. Um uh Okay, well um my palms are literally so and, sweaty okay, right now. And okay, and then I, I want you
1: to look at <laughs> look at the titles of the movies you you've already guessed. You, yeah. You got, that's okay. a big clue. Yeah, Killing of a Sacred Deer. You have King's Speech. What could this movie
0: be titled?
2: And and so it's 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 a grade of school and then cop.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: I thought you were gonna so- not mention the second word. No, yes. no. Okay. Blank cop. Um, <laughs> okay.
2: So. Um, Killing out a Secret Ear <laughs> and King's Speech both have K's in them. Is yes. it kindergarten Yes, off? kindergarten Yes. Is yes, really?
3: you got <laughs> it. You got it. Oh my God. Oh, Before
2: we ran out I'm of time. K. You chose K words because I'm Yes, Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
3: Okay. You got it. Way to oh, go.
2: I'm so stressed out. Um. <laughs> but you
0: got cop? it you got
1: it that was thrilling oh
0: man oh, the best god. oh man that was probably the most exciting <laughs> game we've played i think out of all of them like the stakes were high on that one oh my god
2: plus cop.
0: <laughs> cop is the all-timer oh shit oh, oh my man. god
2: I feel like I should have got that from the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing but I just didn't know
0: I was gonna I was ready to quote from the movie for UK you know I was like I feel it's like not I a tumor a mile
2: oh my god <laughs> there is no bathroom <laughs> yeah okay I guess I need to watch kindergarten cop oh um, it's a classic
0: actually I'll send you the criterion like their April's fool April Fool's <sighs> uh, Prank mm-hmm. on it, it was so good. Oh, cool. oh man, they did, yeah, a fake like criterion release of, of Kindergarten Cop. Oh, cool, yeah. <laughs> it's just a okay. <laughs> it's a good movie.
2: Oh my gosh, yeah,
0: yeah. it's wow. entertaining. Yeah,
2: that was th- no, that was great. That was a great theme that was very well curated. Thank you, Steve. Oh,
0: yeah, I'm glad finally, Steve, third time's a charm. We finally got yeah. to play the game <laughs> with Kate. Well, we didn't plan a game for the first episode, but. <laughs> I thought we were we had to like push it back again because of time constraints, (laughs) but we made it. We locked it down. We were gonna get it in.
1: Oh, awesome! And and we
0: already gave all Kay's uh, like uh, well her letterbox basically for people to follow her. And yeah, we we can't thank you enough, Kay, for coming back. And you know, (laughs) always an open invite. Yeah, we definitely need to do the. Now I can't forget either of yours' birthdays because, you know, it's May 9 11. 9, 11 so, yeah, no. oh <laughs> a weird coincidence. Uh. Um, you'll never forget. Yeah. Unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, never forget. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, Steve. You tied it up perfectly. <laughs> I can't believe never we're ending
2: on a 9 <laughs> <laughs> But Incredible. there we go. Yeah.
0: Amazing. So, yeah, Kay, wow. if you have, like, any movies from 1984 or ninety nine. I'll also, we're gonna hit you up because we've basically been asking people what their favorite movie of the year is, and it could be like a new release or a a, um, a discovery, and then we'll okay. play that audio in our our next episode or year end uh, interview. So yeah, uh, get cracking with that. Think about yeah. that and <laughs> yeah, what what movie we're gonna do on your on both of yours like uh, birthday, birthday week. episode? We're yeah, definitely gonna do yeah, yeah birthday week for sure. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) All right. Yeah. That was it. I just got the notification. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. So we're done. (laughs)